0: on episode 85 of Pixel Gaiden. Cody talks about classic computer feels. The game show gets a little weird. It's a battle between 64-bit fighters. Do you remember your first video game memory? Cody joins the modern video game era. Eric starts his new life as a criminal. Tim describes some hardware hardships. Skunky beers abound. And now Eric's playing with baby elephants? Another visitor. Stay a
1: while.
2: Stay forever. Welcome to Pizza
0: Guy Day! Featuring Cody, Eric, and Tim Drew!
2: Now, here are your hosts, Eric Nelson and Cody Hoffman!
0: Welcome, welcome, one and all to Pixel Guide In episode 85. I am host number three of three, Cody Hoffman.
3: <laughs> and I'll be number two. <laughs> number
0: two of three. He has no name.
3: No name. Eric Nelson.
0: Hey, there he is. That's the guy. Um, on this episode of Pixel Guide In, we are going to start off, as always, with some quick questions. We are then going to talk about a show sponsor. <laughs> I'll just give the entire rundown this time. <laughs> just We're we then going to stop and we're going to insert some other things like Eric's take. We are yep. then going to come back live with Tim Drew, our buddy from Over the Pond. And we are going to have a game show. Yeah. And we are going to have fun and hijinks. We are going to catch up. And then we're going to have a battle of the systems to finish it all off, aren't we, Eric?
3: Yes, we are. Yes, we are.
0: Do you want to divulge what that battle might be?
3: Absolutely. It's a fun one. Um, one of my favorite games on the... Oh, probably my favorite game on the N64 is Super Smash Bros. And then that we're going to versus Power Stone on the Dreamcast, the Sega Dreamcast.
0: So those are just straight up 2D fighters, right?
3: 2D fighters. Yeah, we're going to talk about the definition <laughs> of the game, though, because <laughs> I don't agree that they're fighters and... Uh,
0: they're not 2D. Th-
3: and then, well, one definitely is not 2D. One is 2D technically, but 2, 2D th-
0: gameplay. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, it is June 30th when this episode drops. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you guys had a wonderful June. It's been hot. It's been cold. It's been everything. Um, but as we've mentioned before, I'm pretty sure everyone's highlight was Flag Day.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still <laughs> reeling from it from the parties.
0: <laughs> but the headache is still seceding. Um But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about what we're here to talk about, Eric, which is retro video games and retro inspired video games. Eric, we're gonna start that by quick questions. Quick questions. Alright, after that little blunder. Mm. <laughs> Let's All go right. ahead and read through some quick questions. You got one uh, to start us off here, huh?
3: Yep, I got one from Paul, a.k.a. Hermski. The Herms. Yep.
0: And as, he as, asks... way back. I just call him the Herms.
3: The Herms. <laughs> He's the old buddy, <laughs> old college buddy. Um, he asks, if not already asked before, what's your first ever gaming memory? And we've kind of talked about this back and forth a little bit, not worded exactly that way, um, but... It, it, I'm going to take his question completely literally. What is your first video gaming memory? Like, mm-hmm. the memory from the furthest back. Maybe you didn't even play this thing. Just the first memory. So, why don't you go ahead, Cody?
0: So, you just gave a hint. Yours is a thing.
3: It could be. <laughs> no, it, uh, it's not. It, well, it's not. It's not. But, I mean, it is a thing, of course. So- but...
0: So, of Go course, on. preparing for the show, I had to uh, stop. I actually gave my time to, to myself time to stop and think about this. Mm-hmm. And my, my first, I thought my first memory was going to be either playing Ninja Turtles in my house in Vacaville as a kid. But then I'm like, well, no, because when we got the Nintendo, uh, it was Christmas. We opened it up with my sister. So maybe that was my first memory. Then I thought, no, because I remember playing Nintendo before we got one. Uh, and so I, I kept tracking it back. So my very first memory was indeed the nintendo nes and nintendo entertainment system which of course we just simply called a nintendo yeah people to this day still call a nintendo nintendo um so it was the nintendo and i went to it was like a family friend that i really didn't know these people at all i think it might have been my first time meeting them period so i was already awkward and shy and uh You know, I remember sitting. I remember the room itself, and it was, you know, some kind of shag carpet. I don't remember what color, but I'm sure it was garish and hideous. Um, (laughs) And a wood TV, and uh, the Nintendo. And there was two games. The first one he popped in was, and it was him and his sister, and me and my sister. So it was something that I really latched onto because he was latching onto it, but the two girls didn't care. Um, But the first game I ever saw, I think, was Metroid that's wow. my first memory of all time of, of video games too that I can remember um, but I remember the the music the um, but I didn't play it. He never let me play. We, I was just watching him play that's what that's what this memory was right. um, but he didn't play very much and or or if he did, I just didn't understand it very much. but then he put in the Capcom game Mickey Mouse Capades oh where you are Mickey and or Minnie. And jumping through this pirate ship for some reason and it all made perfect sense when we were playing it but when and uh you know rose shaded glasses right i remember it being a great game and being so excited like i wanted that game it looked so cool it was mickey mouse and you're it's just a little platformer and just it was solid and then later on in my life i saw you know i knew, learned it was from capcom like everything on the nes was that was capcom was solid um but don't meet your heroes, Eric, because I finally did play it later after hearing so many bad reviews about this game. I'm like, no, it's a great game. And so I finally loaded up an, uh, an emulator. This is before I had my uh, my EverDrive and tried to play it, and it is absolutely a terrible game. <laughs> is, to my knowledge, the only game on that Capcom released on the NES that I would could call terrible. Yeah. So, that was my first gaming memory.
3: First gaming memory. Well, Nintendo, that's pretty... It's pretty uh, advanced, like uh, advanced (laughs) in the years, because my first one, because I I was thinking about this. And so I'm going to just take it literally like digital video game was, I think I saw this electronic baseball by Mattel in the Sears catalog, and it must have been like about 1978. Okay. And so I think that I asked for that for Christmas and got it. And it's literally like, have you seen the little handhelds, the Mattel baseball,
0: yeah, I, I know exactly.
3: It, yeah. It was like, uh, it really was just little LEDs LED that went dots. around the diamond. Yeah. LED dots. And uh, I, I got that, but I can't remember if I got, I had digital Derby. Did you ever say, have you ever seen digital Derby?
0: You know, I'm sure if I saw it, I'd recognize it.
3: Yeah. It's by but... Tomy. It's this black game that has an actual little tiny steering wheel on it. And you okay. move when you turn it left and right, it moves this plastic car. It's a physically a plastic car. But mechanically the the thing scrolls, the, the track scrolls, and there's two lanes and the cars sc- scroll at different intervals.
0: We've actually talked about this. Yes. Yep. Okay. I do recommend so, it.
3: So it's a, that's a, actually a mechanical, but it does have some like gears and like l- like digital lights that flash when you crash. Um, that's um, pretty
0: that's actually fairly advanced. I'm looking at the gameplay because yeah. if this counts, yeah. then I technically think i might have had one slightly earlier than nintendo okay and that was the uh what oh, the tomi racer what was it? the tomi racing turbo
3: oh wow yeah 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 or this i do remember this i never had one of these but i that was that was about the same time as digital derby
0: so i still own this it's still it's in or on the other side of the wall right over here okay um it doesn't work i wanted to try to fix it and took it all apart so now it's just kind of in pieces but still in the box yeah. And it's a German version, so the box is all German, but it's the same kind of idea where there's this road, but much bigger wheel and um, more yeah. kind of speeds. They're not really gears or speeds. Yeah. But there's no hit detection or anything. That's why I like the one you were ta- you were talking about better. You'd actually like hit things and it would stop the scrolling. This one just you just literally push the car back and forth while the screen scrolls. Right. But so
3: yeah, so I think that, that was my first one. Now for counting video games like on a TV. Then it would have been the that Telco the Coleco Telstar Ranger that my yeah. I think my dad literally just brought it home one day in a box and just hooked it up to the TV and it had a light gun and it you know it's pong, basically Pong and that would have been all around the same time so I don't know which one was first but I think that base that Mattel baseball was the very first. I'm going
0: one. with for video game. I'm going to go with that for you.
3: Okay, <laughs> there's a few memories
0: so, for for you, Herms.
3: Yep. So anyway, why don't you want to read the next one by Mitsuyama?
0: I will read that one right after this word from our sponsor, Retro oh. Rewind Eric, Excellent. Who is Retro Rewind CA?
3: Retro Rewind CA is a company that, um, from what I understand, has a couple, have quite a few people actually on board now that okay. help out. Okay. Frank, Frank, Frank's the main dude, um, and they do all sorts of stuff: sell equipment, build equipment, design equipment, recap. They do a wide range of services for your retro computing needs. And um, mainly they're focusing on Commodore equipment and now the Tandy Coco. But there's all sorts of goodies on the, on the website. So you should check it out, retrorewind.ca.
0: Some of their featured items are the Coco SDC we love to talk about. Great little device so you can play all your games and apps on the Tandy Coco computers. Get your Amigo OS Three point two point one Kickstart ROM there. Um they, they are selling the new A six thirty Rev two Amiga six hundred accelerator, which yes. Doug from Ten Minute Amiga Retrocast did a whole video about. Uh and some of their best sellers are things we talk about a lot, but uh can't be understated. The Amiga Coin Cell battery adapter, so you can get the dang battery out, Josh Malone, and uh put in a uh, a battery that's not gonna leak on you, will last a little longer. Uh, Of course, the C64 and C128 diagnostic harness, and the number one seller in all of our hearts, the 1541 Transit Card, which is (laughs) a beautiful piece of cardboard that fits inside your 1541 drive so that you can move it from place to place without the head getting all banged up for For only a dollar a piece.
3: I'm going to throw that in my next order just to use as a bookmark, I think. Well,
0: I bet you it's the best seller because no one orders just one, Eric. You got to get like 10
3: that's true. Oh, we right? should get we should get some of those and hand them out with little Pixel Guidance stickers on it and Retro Rewind. Like.
0: Oh, I like this. Maybe that'll be our next, uh, we'll do a joint effort with Frank over there at Retro <laughs> Rewind CA.
3: Maybe he'll print us out a few. That would be interesting. That would be really cool. But the, the little trivia, a little trivia about myself, I, the first thing I ever bought from Frank at Retro Rewind was the Amiga OS 3.2, which you can buy from him. Comes on a disc, comes in the bag, and then I also bought the ROMs that go along with it. Still, I've never installed it. It's sitting on my shelf here, <laughs> but I, but I oh, have Oh, shoot. It. Yeah, you
0: got to get that in there.
3: I use the software to do the on the mister to to build a 3.2 machine, but um, I haven't done my real Amiga 1200 yet. I will, though, someday.
0: But Eric, for a limited time only, mm-hmm. go to retrorewind.ca forward slash guidance. Go ahead and fill your cart full of goodies and expect to get 10% off your order. By using code CG oh, oh, PG. CG? PG, crazy? For <laughs> PG ten at checkout. That's code PG ten. And all of a sudden your fifteen forty-one transit card goes from one dollar down to ninety cents.
3: That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Think <laughs> of how many of those you could buy. Buy a whole exactly. box of them.
0: Uh, thank you very much to our sponsor, retrorewind.ca. And to our patrons who give us questions like mitsuyama who asks can you guess how many games are in each other's Steam library and by the way whoever gets closest is obviously the better friend yeah so this is a challenge and i don't like to lose so
3: uh, yeah and i i found my number yesterday
0: i, I actually looked number. mine up just now before i hopped on so oh
3: good oh good oh good okay so who <clears throat> you want to go first or you want me to take a crack at this
0: either way either way
3: Okay, I am going to guess that Cody has. I know you're much more of a PC gamer than I am, so I'm going to guess you have. You have 207 games in your Steam library,
0: 207. All right, Eric, I'm feeling that you always talk about how you don't do a lot of Steam and you're not as big of a PC gamer. Correct. You're also a big Commodore 64 fan. I'm going to go with 64 games in your Steam library. Interesting, interesting. Interesting.
3: Interesting. Okay, so I wrote those down here. So now we're going to have to do math, which I hate, but we're going to have to do math to, to well, calculate Eric, the difference. Eric, who's go ahead
0: and take my number. What is your number? And uh, go ahead and subtract yours from it, because I have 251 games. You are oh, quite wow. close. I was pretty quite dang close.
3: close. So what's 251 minus let me do Let me carry the four here. Hold on. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. That's 4, 4, 44. That's
0: 44 we, off. I, okay, for your birthday, I'm getting you a calculator.
3: Exactly. The delta <laughs> is 44 on that. Okay, so you said 64 in mine. I did. That's a pretty good guess. I have 96. Ooh. I have 96 games in there. So let's look at this. So 6 minus 4 is 2. And then 9 minus 3 30. The delta is 32. Cody
0: wins. Uh, well, I i i win by number but you win by percentage yeah that's you, true you but are i'm much closer to my number percentage wise than i was to yours fair that's we'll fair call it a tie. we're all winners here what, what we both win and what we win is at least another 100 episodes the pixel guy Ga- got in together <laughs> <laughs> um cool so that was quick questions eric um which yeah. means w- what are we what are we going to hop into next here
3: we're going to... Well, why don't you introduce it since you jumped the gun earlier on it?
0: <laughs> well, we, we, maybe we're barking up the wrong tree because I think there's the part where we have to let people know how they can get a hold of You us. can
4: get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com. You can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using pixel underscore guide M. you can reach eric at the project that's at d-u-h-p-r-o-j-e-c-t and you can reach cody at oddball which is at oddba one you can also reach me that's tim at Sanxian, and that's at s-a-n-x-i-o-n Please review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use. It really helps us out. You can email us on podcast at pixelguiden.com and we'd love any feedback. And also, please let us know if we've done anything wrong and we'll mention it on the next show.
0: We also have a Patreon account set up, so if you wish to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. You can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars. If you do so, you'll get access to the Amigos Retro Network Discord server, where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show, but the other shows such as Bright Castle and, of course, the Amigos, um, amongst other shows. And there's various other topics in there. Um, everything from for sale to music to uh, high score contests things like that if you support us at the three dollar or more tier we like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on pixel guide and using our random adjective generator and this month we're just vibing
3: This is Eric Nelson with another Eric's take for this month. I wanted to talk about uh, future projects so you can kind of consider this segment a little preview of three things I will be talking about in future episodes coming up. Uh, They are projects I've wanted to get to for a while now, but I'm finally uh, shifting into summer gear and trying to get a bunch of projects off the ground some of these projects I've learned about on Twitter, others I've been wanting to do for a little while. Uh, And what my main goal for this segment is to get some feedback, to be honest. So if you have done any of these projects or you've done a competing project that you think would work better than to what I'm proposing, I would love to hear from you because I am open-minded to any of this. Uh, I would like to, uh, you know, pretty much just do what's most efficient and what's best. And all three of these projects are just kind of on preliminary research that I've done. So please send us, send me feedback. And you can do that at uh, podcast at pixelguiden.com via email. You can reach out to us on Twitter, uh, pixel underscore guiden, or you can get on our Discord if you are a Patreon subscriber. Uh, So let's start with the first one this is something i've wanted to do for a while and i did i actually did do this many years ago but um through the years there are better solutions and the solution i had is broken and that is i need uh, or want to network my amigas i have an amiga 600 and 1200 which are my two daily drivers and i want to network them now that's not that big of a deal uh, the way I used to network him is through this little PCMCIA card, which is, uh, like a three com card. Uh, I still have mine, but it, I've tried to get it to work many times and I, I, got it to work years and years ago and it worked great. Uh, but for some reason I've, I've done it and on both machines. So I've kind of ruled out the PCMCIA port as being the problem, um, I've tried to get it to work, and the car just doesn't work. I think it it is just broken, and it's been it was sitting in a box for a long time out in the garage. I'm sure it just got tussled around and broken. So I've been looking at modern solutions, and uh, the one I would really like to do because I have memory upgrades and accelerators in both of my devices. Those don't always those don't always work well with PCMCIE devices. So the the thing I thought about was a clip box P L I P. B O X Plip box. This is an open source device that um, plugs into the parallel port of all things in the back of an Amiga. So what would be cool is I would be freeing up my PCMCIA slot. Wouldn't have to use that. The Plip box will plug into the back and you plug an ethernet cable in it and you're off to the races. Now you've got to install the software and then a TCP IP stack. And I think I'm going to try. I forget what I used before. I think it was the proprietary one that came with the card, uh, which I was never happy with. It didn't work that well. I am going to try Miami DX. I know there's Roadshow as well, and uh, so I might I might try both of those out. But Miami DX seems easier. It has a nice GUI, unlike Roadshow. So I'm going to try to get that up and running. Now, what do I want to do with networking? Well, the obvious things with an Amiga. I'd love to get FTP working. I'd love to get basic web browsing working so I could connect to AmiNet and just download programs whenever I want them. Uh, Those things would all be great, kind of a bonus. Um, But really the one thing that has captured my uh, attention that I really want to get working because I really want to get back into music creation. I love making music in digital tools and I haven't done that in probably a decade or more. But I used to do it all the time back in the day using Cubase and Reason. I used to make all sorts of music, but I never really got into trackers. And Amiga's the place for trackers and mod files. And so, there is a program. Uh, first of all, I, I already got the, uh, the the tracker working. The the oh, I forget. I can't see it even escaping my mind right now. The main tracker that works in, uh, you know, on the Amiga and it works great. But the one thing that captured my mind, my imagination in my mind was the Infinity Modules Player or IMP. And it's a fairly new program that runs on an Amiga and uses a TCP IP stack and networking. And it will download uh, up to uh, or it's basically a program that will play random mod files from a server that has, I think from what I read and I'm looking at the website right now, it is like, it chooses from over, uh, oh man, like, I, I, I want to say over a hundred thousand mod files. Does that sound right. Yeah, maybe let's just, let's go with that. Lots of mod files. Let's just say that. Um, and it, it, you can play them at random or you can select the one you want. And, in regards to music, uh, you can click on a, let's like, say you listen to a mod file that plays and you're like, I really like this. You can click on it and download it straight from the app. Um, the app also has a little chat area so that you can chat with other people. It's, it's almost like a Usenet forum. Like there's a little chat area so you guys can talk about, you can recommend music in the chat area. Um, so you can sit there and just kind of recommend music, listen to it together uh, just, I think that sounds really cool. Um, and then you can also, uh, there was one other feature in there. There's, and they keep adding features all the time, but there's a feature where you can download games and programs just from this menu and it will just download from the app. Another cool thing that I haven't seen in any other Amiga program is I guess when you start this program up, uh, it will auto update itself to the latest version, which I think is really cool. But of course you have to have networking in place to make all of that happen. Um, So that's one thing I think I would love to just leave my Amiga on in the corner playing mod file after mod file and kind of favoriting the ones that I really like and just leave that up and running in my game room I think that would be so cool. So anyway, those, you know, Plitbox and Imp are going to make that happen. I have a Plitbox on the way. I ordered it from Retro Rewind. Frank is sending me one of those. I used my own code, got 10% off. Uh, It's already on its way. It should be here in a couple of days. And then I'm just going to dive into it and try to get all that working. Um, So that's one big project out of the way. Second thing is, and you heard this on the show maybe a couple of months ago, Excuse me, I had to take a sip. I'm drinking an ice-cold um, Asahi, Asahi Lager. Um, uh, this is one of my favorite beers in the summertime. I love it. Uh, and it's about 102 degrees outside right now, so it is the right time for it. Um, so anyway, a, f- a couple of months ago, I spoke about getting a Game Gear. Uh, a buddy of mine on Twitter was offering them, recapped, ready to go, guaranteed working, he had a batch of them. Uh, I said I wanted one. He sent it to me. Works great. Uh, let's see. I just reached over and grabbed it. It's right here. I love this 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 little chunky. Uh, I never had one of these. I never even played one until I got this one in my hands. Um, I love the size of it. I quickly after that got me a, a a Game Gear EverDrive so that I have all the games on one nice cartridge. Um, but same problem as I have with every other portable system that I have retro portable system. I hate the screen. It is not bright enough. Um, I like to kind of sit in my game room. I don't want to turn on the lights. I just want to play my thing. And just like everything, the Game Boy, the Wonder Swan, the Neo Geo pocket color cannot stand the screens and this Game Gear one is even worse than any of those it is the screen is horrible and it works fine but it is i mean natively like like the way it did back in the day but it, it's just no good it's no good i i'd prefer to play the Game Gear games now on my like my portable uh Anbernic uh RG what was it 351m and it they play great on there but i want to use the real equipment so with that in mind I am planning, just like with my other portables, my WonderSwan, my Neo Geo Pocket Color, I am going to do a screen change on this. Now, there are lots of different options for that in Game Gear, and they get as cheap as... I mean, I'm looking at ones on AliExpress right now for 7 bucks, but they don't really get you much more than the default one. Maybe it's an LCD, and it's a little brighter because it's backlit, but they still don't look that great. So there are many other options. And again, I'm I'm welcoming feedback. If anybody's done any of these, uh, please let me know what the best value is and how the screen looks. But I'm looking this up and, you know, realistically, without having to go through AliExpress and getting some kind of uh, questionable product there, I've been looking on eBay and it's for anywhere from 50 to 80 bucks. You can get an LCD backlight screen with VGA like mods so that you can, you know, basically kind of mess up your case and put a VGA port in the side. I don't want to do any of that because I'm not, I'm just going to play this handheld. Um, but honestly the looks of them, they're, they're mainly, a lot of them are just TFT kind of, um, screens. They, they, they look much better than the original, but still not great. So then I go and I do a little more research and there is a site online called Benven, B E N N V E N N. And they have a game gear l c d kit that um i guess is pretty well regarded um you know it comes with the circuit board, the screen all that kind of stuff um unfortunate and it's an i p s screen so it's very bright, very smooth uh comes with all the ribbons and cables and stuff you need uh it comes with a little um mount like the 3d printed mount that goes inside to, you know, center the screen looks great, right? But every time I've gone to the website for the last two or three months, it is sold out, and it's still sold out as of this day. And it's about 80 bucks, which isn't that much more than these cheaper ones that you find on eBay or AliExpress or whatever. um, That include all the little doodads and whatnots to make that work well. So I'm leaning towards waiting for the Ben Venn one, but uh, you know I'm only going to wait so long. Some of this stuff is really annoying that it just stays out of stock for so long. So uh, I'm looking at that, but I've got another option. So this is getting a little bit out of my my desire for this machine because I do want to keep it authentic. You know, I do want to I want to make the screen brighter and better, uh, but. There is a thing called the Zega Mame Gear, and what it is, it is a PCB replacement, a drop-in PCB replacement for the innards of a Game Gear. And what it does is you take a Raspberry Pi 3A0, 0-2, or the CM4 with an adapter board, and they all go together, and they fit within the the original case. So you're using all the original buttons. You're using the original D-pad, all that. But you're popping in this new motherboard that attaches to Raspberry Pi, and it will run basically MAME and any, any kind of uh, software you want to run. So then you just run it, and so you, you could run Game Gear. You could run Game Boy. You could run uh, anything. Of course, you only have two buttons, but the pcb actually supports four if you wanted to drill two more holes and do four buttons again i don't want to i want to keep it playing game gear games but it would be kind of neat to be able to play some game boy games or something like that Uh, as long as they support two buttons i think that would be pretty neat uh the only thing i worry about with this is raspberry pi cards have become extremely hard to get at least here in the united states Uh, and they're fetching a a prime price right now. Now I might have a few, uh, spare ones around here, around the house. I know I probably have a three somewhere, uh, but I kind of want to do a Raspberry Pi zero or even the CM four, but they are so hard to get that. I'd probably be waiting just as long. Uh, if I got that to just wait for a Raspberry Pi to become available. So please let me know in feedback. Uh, if, if anybody has installed one of these Zega Mame gear plus, um, they are forms zarkade.uk z a r c a d e.uk you can check them out there see what i'm talking about or maybe i'll just go with the benven lcd kit i don't know i'm still up in the air i'm going to wait probably whenever the first, whenever one come, becomes available because the zega game gear i think right now well no i'm on the site and it says that it's it says that it's available so i should i Anyway, let me know if anyone's done this kind of mod. I would love to know, and uh, I'm really eager to get this up and running because I think the Game Gear is a really neat device. All right, so the f- third and final one is retro-related, but uh, kind of in a in a, in a in a, in a weird way. I have a game room that uh, luckily we had a spare bedroom and was able to get all the permissions in place probably a little less than a year ago to get it all converted into a game room, and it's been great. The problem is is that because the way the room is configured there's not a lot of storage options and i still have a lot of retro stuff all over the house like downstairs i have a big drawer full of stuff i have uh games down there like on the bookshelf that my wife i could tell she just would prefer to use that for different things and i need to consolidate all of my game stuff in this game room so with that said i need to organize some things and so my buddy Icebreaker, who runs Particles BBS, uh, he has a Twitter feed, and many, many months ago, in fact, it was in January, I saw him talking about, he, is, he moved into a new home recently, and he is getting his game room up and running, or computer room, because he, he has a ton of uh, old retro computers that he has all out all the time, which I love, I think that is awesome. Um, but he went to a website called wallcontrol.com, when I go here, it is really awesome. it It basically are metal pegboards. Now, you can get pegboards with the slots and the and the holes to buy accessories to hang on the pegboard. but they have very inexpensive uh, just slotted ones, and they come in all different panel sizes that you mount to the wall and you attach. And you just mount it on there. And then what happens is you can buy all these accessories, all these little doodads, hooks, um, little uh, shelves, uh, spray paint things. I mean, they're really made for your garage, but they have so many different little options that I really could mount some of my more used like retro computers and stuff on the wall using some of their... Some of the some of the methods that they have, um, but I mainly want to just use shelves and start moving my games in here. Um, the size of the panels, though, is so versatile that you can mount these up high, like up high on the ceiling. You can mount them in little places between shelves. Uh, just check out the website called wallcontrol.com. I haven't purchased anything from them yet, but... This is probably, during the summer, I am going to start tackling more and more of this uh, and start kind of reconfiguring the game room to have more storage options. I just need a lot more storage. And this wallcontrol.com, I think, is looks like a fantastic way to do it. Let me know, though, in feedback. What have you done? What I mean, other than IKEA shelves, which everybody seems to talk about, and I, it, they are awesome. They're very versatile. Um, or the little cubbies you get at Ikea. Besides that, what have you used to organize your, uh, game rooms? Because I would love to hear it. Um, I, I not a very well organized person. So any kind of tips would help out, especially any kind of products that would help. That would be inexpensive. I don't want to spend a ton of money on this, but I do want to do it right. And this, this pegboard stuff looks really cool. Um, those are the three projects. So please reach out to me and let me know if you've done any of these before. If you have any ideas or tips, I would appreciate it. And until next month, thank you very much for listening. And, uh, I'll talk to you soon.
0: And we're back live here in the studio. I've got my extra loud radio voice on Tim. Welcome to the show.
4: Good morning. From (laughs) England. (laughs)
0: Try to, hello, hello, everybody. It's me. It's Tim. I'm back. <laughs> try to raise the energy just so you can drop it. Oh, uh, man. And Eric, you're still there, hey, right? Katie. Hello, Eric.
4: How are right. you both doing?
3: Doing well. I'm still here. Still here.
0: We are doing well. We're doing well because we're about to crack open our first beer of the night in Tim's morning. Yeah. I
3: invite um, you, Tim, to do
0: the same.
4: Um, I would, but it's now currently five forty-two in the morning, so be refraining <laughs> from beers if that's okay as, with you.
0: Just for the- as long as you're doing yard work, it's a holiday. You're near a large yeah. body of water. Um, that's a, are- it's okay to drink that early. I'm trying to think of any other activities that would make it okay. If it's a coffee stout, <laughs> or if it's a coffee stout, there you go. Or Bloody Mary. Bloody Marys are accepted. Or it could um, be a
4: coffee Guinness.
0: Mm. So as we typically like to do, we try to drink the same beers on the show, but um, Eric, you're so far away from me.
3: I am. I am many, many miles away from you. So we are going to drink different beers.
0: And as we had um, two beers on the last show, which by the way, we recorded last night. um, Those are the last two like interesting beers I had. So I am choosing Eric to let people understand my rating system by drinking beers that everyone probably has drinking. To see if they can relate to the scale that I'm using. Um, either that or else you understand I'm blowing the smoke and I just had a couple of garbage beers left in my fridge and that's what I'm drinking. That makes sense. So Stand I'm starting with this... the barrel, quite literally. This fine imported beer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking your Heine? <laughs> I'm having a Heineken. Um I, I'm tr- I'm trying to decide whether or not if I should tell you the real reason I have this beer, which is just the most bizarre thing in the world. Um, I won't don't tell my wife I've told this story because she thinks it's the weirdest thing and it creeps her out. I quite literally for the last month we have I haven't seen them in it personally. Um, oh, I, I saw them a few months ago, but we there's skunks around and they've been spraying or getting hit by cars or whatever, and it just reeks of skunk. And yeah. all, every time I, it hits me, I'm just like, man, that smells like a like, super strong Heineken.
3: There
0: you it, it's go. A, it's a skunky beer, but to me, it literally smells like the exact same. And for whatever reason, after getting that skunk smell in my nose for a month, I'm like, I, I kind of need a Heineken
3: now. <laughs> oh, man. Because I, I just had just, just had to
4: drink had that skunk.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had just had a discussion <laughs> with my neighbor about Heineken. Like It was just two days ago. I My yeah. neighbor came over, and we were just chilling out, and I was like we were talking about beers. We used to remember drinking as kids and we're like, Oh, I remember Heineken. I was like, Oh man, that's so skunky. I can't drink that. I can't (laughs) drink that garbage anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so my wife was, when I went to the store, I'm like, all right, don't judge me. I'm going to buy Heineken. She's like, who are you right now? And (laughs) she was repulsed by it. And so I go into the, the walk-in beer, uh, you know, the little beer room they have in the back. And, uh, come out with a 12 pack not a six pack but a 12 pack and she's like what, oh you're wow. to get 12 of them and i'm like i'm too cheap because a six pack was like 11.99 and it was like 16.99 for a 12 pack." So i'm like well i gotta get-
3: <laughs> gotta get your money's worth
0: i gotta try to get my money's worth but um anyways i won't give anything away i am opening this fresh green bottled heineken here
4: awesome so, come on, Eric, raise the standards here.
3: Oh, this, th- I'm raising it quite a bit here. <laughs> <clears throat> I got a beer from Cody's Neck of the Woods. Oh, uh, right. this is from Cro- Crooked Lane, uh, which is in Auburn, California. That's not that far from where Cody is now.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's, um, it's uh, 20 minutes and uh, we go by almost every day.
3: Yep. So, that's Crooked Lane. And this one is called Schwartz Beer. Schwar- Schwartz Beer. beer. And it is a black yeah. black logger.
0: Nice four point five. You found a four point five at Crooked Lane. That's impressive.
3: Yeah, they're four point five. They're ABV? almost all uh, seven and up. Yep. So this is a kind of a lower key one, and it it is true to its name. It is black.
0: At that black logger. And Tim, you are having a pot of black coffee. I am. To that I say, cheers, cheers friends.
4: Cheers, guys.
3: Mm. Ah. <laughs> oh, tastes like a scud. Yeah. Happy not my
4: coffee mm. there. I've had to move my mic, and I can't put my coffee there because I just keep banging the microphone. That's not going <laughs> to happen. All
0: right. So for our rating scale, um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Tim, happy jubilee. Yeah. Happy belated geez. jubilee. Mm. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and I are over here um, recouping from a in, just insane flag day yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> my flag day was wild gotta love
4: the flag day
0: <laughs> which is a which is a holiday that any I, mean, I, I, I could be wrong there might be some people out there just absolutely care about flag day but for the most part the only reason I know about flag day is because uh, any store-bought calendar has a small flag day written on some random day in the middle of the year. I don't know.
3: And my so. digital my digital calendar from my, you know, my phone like says, Hey, it's flag day today. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> 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 but I did. I, I, I had, I went to a killer flag day party and woke up the next morning, like drunk in my <laughs> bathtub, like with, with the uh, star spangled flag wrapped around my body yeah. and naked wearing nothing else. It was a crazy night. Crazy. America.
0: <gasps> That's pretty much America. how we do flag day. I think. Let's we'll figure it out it. on our own, Eric. We'll we'll make our own Flag Day celebration next time. All right. <laughs> so Jubilee was ce- celebrating how many years?
4: Uh, seventy.
0: Platinum. Seventy years uh, of the Queen, right? Yep, seventy years of the Queen. Of the Queen. <laughs> so out of seventy, <laughs> I don't know why I'm picking that, but out of seventy, um, my skunky Heineken beer, even though I was. Uh, for some reason, Jonesing for one after smelling skunk for the last month. <laughs> you know, it's drinkable, and it's not good. I'll give it. I'll give it a thirty-four <laughs> out of seventy. It's a thirty-four out of seventy. That's it's drinkable, dangerous. though. <laughs> this
3: one is dang good. It is toasty. Yep. It's multi toasty malty lager. So it's a. Uh, Definitely got the, I don't know, thinness of a lager, but it is a lot of flavor, a lot of like toasty, malty flavor. So out of 70, um, I'm going to give this a good hearty 58? 58, 58 out of 70.
0: Okay. I, might, I might go pick some of those up again. It's right down the street and I drive by it all the time, but
3: Schwartz beer,
0: Schwartz, Schwartz beer. beer. Very good. Um, cool so tim uh what do you got planned for us
4: i have a game show
0: Yay! a game show Hmm. does it have a clever name that you can yell really loud so we can start the the fun yes can you say said name loud into the microphone and start the fun
4: <laughs> welcome to our game show and this time we're gonna do backwards
3: backwards all right
0: backwards
3: all right i'm ready
0: what is backwards you ready to what is, go? well are you gonna I explain the rules here or what i mean yeah i will explain so okay. this time we're
4: gonna yeah. have a bit of fun not that we don't have fun normally anyway <laughs> but uh, we it's not so much uh you know traditional let's let's do points and see who wins and all that sort of thing we can still do that for a bit of fun but i thought well, let's let's just have a bit of sound some some texture to the show and have a bit of a laugh and the so, winner
0: get the winner gets eleven Heinekens. Oh, woof. <laughs> oh
4: indeed. there we go. That is our um, Josh created a, a what was it? A pixel guide and bingo, didn't he? And there you go. Now mark off woof on your pixel guide and bingo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we need to make that. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for episode 100. And we should we should like create some swag and stuff that people can. Uh, can order up, and we can make bingo cards. That would be awesome, Josh. Yep.
4: Yeah. Was it was it Josh who did it? I can't remember. I think it was Josh. It was Josh. Was, but, yeah. yeah, it was Josh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Okay. So in this game show, everything you know is backwards. Okay. First up, I'm going to play you some very familiar game music, but backwards. Can you guess wow. the tracks from the clip? Point for each. This is a head to head, so write down your answers and then show it to me when we're ready. Okay? Perfect. So, perfect. Perfect. I've got you. I've got to work between two machines here, so just give me a two seconds here.
0: The uh, DJ Drew over here. He's got his uh, his scratch pads out and his turntables. Two, two turntables turn and a microphone. And a microphone. There it goes there we go right okay
4: so the first one
0: can we say our name oh, or yeah. do we just oh no we're writing it you already explained it I'm being write, H- gonna H- write H- it down yep, and then yep, then, yep. then we'll do it
4: Let's see if this is actually gonna work mm. Mm. okay <laughs> are we ready
0: ready oh, we're, we're ready
4: ready at home Ready? Okay.
1: Okay.
0: I know what it is. Do you really? Write it down? Yes, I do.
4: Eric, do you need it again? No.
0: No, he doesn't need it again. That's cheating.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't need it again.
0: Oh, we're doing this for points.
3: Right. We ready?
4: Come on. Mm. For the reveal? Okay. Go for it.
3: Burger time. Daytona! <laughs> Cody.
4: Okay. And Eric, you saying burger time, yeah? Yep. Okay. Are we ready for it now forwards?
3: Yes. Okay. Ready?
4: nice Cody, you are correct it was daytona usa Daytona. <laughs> that's from the arcade version
3: i'm Another. notoriously bad at sound samples forward so <laughs> this is going to be extra doubly bad for me i, I i'm really that, bad at sound samples so
0: if you okay. played that forward he would have been like uh sega rally <laughs>
4: exactly <laughs> sega rally championship daytona usa <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, so let's bring that one in.
0: You're not gonna make me edit edit all this uh, small talk while you try to pull up clips, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think we
4: should be okay. Right? Are we ready for the next one?
0: I'm ready. ready. Okay. Hang on. Oh, I think you cheated. I'm writing my answer down. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ready
0: it actually almost sounds the same <laughs> backwards and forwards it board. does
3: almost sound the same that's that's spooky We're, are we going to find satanic messages in these <laughs> <laughs>
4: You are I have both cases on that one. I blew that one a bit.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, go. Street Fighter, Street two. Fighter two. Street Fighter Two.
4: Two. Correct. Yes.
0: Championship two. Edition.
4: Oh. <laughs> no, that was Street Fighter Two. Oh.
3: He got it wrong. It's me. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> he got it wrong. He can't. No takey backsies.
0: Ooh. Okay. Next one. Excited for the next one. So two to one. Not that we're counting.
2: <laughs> Try <not to laughs> keep, I'm keeping
0: work. those, keeping those Heinekens in my fridge. Right. Know what else is in my fridge while Tim picks this out? The, <laughs> uh, the turkey that uh, my wife and I processed the other day. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Farm boy over here getting there. I'm learning it. I'm learning it. <laughs> right.
4: Are we ready?
3: Yep, I'm ready Man, I know that one Hold Yeah, on. you do
0: Not as well as I do, but you know yeah, it Alright,
3: I'm ready Okay
4: Let's go for the reveal Battle on the run
0: Cody, you are correct. Ah, that's uh, yeah, that's. Want to hear it? Come, that's a sit tune. Actually, that low Not bass wrong. line does sound a little bad, battle Toadsy. that you say that?
4: Shall we hear it forwards?
0: Sure, sure.
3: Cody's corner, Daytona. <laughs> <They turn. laughs> Time with him. (laughs) Isn't that the Cody's Corner theme song? It is. It is. No, that's yours. No, it's Eric's take. take? Is it Eric's take? Yes. Eric's take. You're right. Oh, it is Eric's Take. That's right. See? I can't even get that right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't be so self deprecating, Eric.
0: (laughs) And I have in my head. Yeah, you always get that, don't you?
4: Okay. Ready for this one? Ready. Was that? Hang on.
0: Are we sure that was backwards?
4: I think so. Let's try it the other way.
0: That's forward. That's forward. That's forward. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very similar again backwards and forward. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so this is what's gonna kill okay. me though. I, he- I hear again. No, 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 no. I hear the song. No no no, I hear the I can again. hear it in my head.
3: I have a guess. I don't think it's right, but I have a guess. I'm
0: just try it. I know. Oh.
3: How much time are we gonna give him oh, here, John? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The length of hearing it reverse again. Here we go. Okay. It is very similar backwards that it is. It is. It sounds
3: (laughs) almost exactly the same. Okay. Might as well just make a wild guess there, Cody, because I'm probably. Yeah, I can't remember the
0: stupid (laughs) name of this song. All right, ready? I'm ready. I'm saying link to the past because I can't remember what Super Nintendo game that I is. I did,
3: I did Earthbound.
0: Cody, you are correct. Oh my uh, gosh, really? Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, I know and... it's Super Nintendo. I know it's a game I've played. I know it's Fantasy. I, I was, knew it was Super Final... Nintendo. I thought it might have been Final Fantasy Four. All right, cool. Ready? Yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly.
4: Okay, that was round one.
3: I think we found the game that I completely suck at. I think I have one point, right?
4: No, no, it's uh, four to two at the moment.
3: No, I only got one right.
0: No, you didn't. You got two. Nope, I only got you only Fighter got 2 one. and that was it. You got Street Fighter 2. Do you give him two points because it's Street Fighter 2? You should have. All right. Okay, now the next one is a little bit more tricky. Right. Are we going to harder, a little harder that game? I mean, a bit tricky.
3: Wonderful.
4: <laughs> okay, so
0: this round, I
4: have pre-recorded some game names. But I'm going to play them to you backwards. And then you've got to say that exactly as it sounds backwards and I'm going to record it and then we'll play it back reversed and see if you can get close to the actual game name and guess the game name from yourself saying it in backwards. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's do
0: it. Let's
4: <laughs> do it. Okay. Right. So let me just get set is this up gonna, here. It's
0: going to be kind of like teamwork then, right? Or is it going to be one of us? No, it's... it's Basically, we're just gonna we're just
4: gonna go, and we're gonna see who gets closest to the actual game name, and I'm gonna judge it.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
4: right, okay.
0: So, you're thinking outside the box on this one, Tim? I'm trying. <laughs> uh,
3: okay,
4: let's play this one in um, and see if it works. Are we ready? Ready. We're ready. Wow. So what you've got to do is you've got to try and say that exactly as it sounds there, and then we'll reverse it and see if you get close to the game name. I'm not going to tell you what the game name is yet.
0: Uh, that's, okay. Okay. Let's try this. Who's going
4: first? Okay. I'm, I'm going to play. I'll play it, and then Cody, you do it. Okay. All right. Uh, when when I when I when I give you the thumbs up because obviously I've got to hit record. So all right, here it is. Whoop
0: up, warp up, Whoop up, up. <laughs> Did you get that? Um, Pretty sure I nailed that. No, sorry. ma. No. Oh. I've got to. Click. What? I'm uh, sorry. I've I've got
4: to, I've got to click twice. <laughs> this is the joy of technology, <laughs> right? I'll play it again.
0: Okay. up! 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 Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh!
4: Eric, are you ready? I'm I'll, ready. I'll, I'll play it first, and then I'll put thumbs up when I'm ready to record. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: I wanna fill Absolutely. space, but if you press play and I talk over it, I'm gonna feel bad, so no. I'll just continue to drink this amazing beer. Gonna press play on the sound
4: effect.
3: Okay. 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 <laughs>
4: so nailed it. Let's go. Let's go, uh, let's reverse that.
0: I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> do you?
2: <laughs> I do.
0: I want to write it on a card now because I just thought about what it is, even though. Oh, man, that's okay. funny. Are we ready?
4: So, this is Cody reversed, reversed.
0: Pop out. Pop Yep.
4: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> So, Cody, here we go. Right.
0: Bobo. Bobo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, Eric, let me give this one a try. Oh. Uh... Okay, you ready for Eric's one?
3: Yep. Bubble. Wow! <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay, we know what it is. Okay, so we know what it is. So it's bubble bubble. So let's go, Cody again. Bubble bubble. And Eric again.
3: Bubble
4: bubble. Cody there with with the with the Cockney Roman slang bubble bubble. I
0: was going to say it sounds like like Uh, a a British bubble bubble.
4: I think that's definitely a point to Eric. That was brilliant. Oh, that's so, good. I love you. Okay. Well
0: done, ready? Eric. So you're great at this game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Let me ne- clear next those game, next
3: out. game. Here. I'm fantastic at nonsensical BS. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, right. So the next one... <clears throat> I'm going to play the track. I'm going to play it in now, okay? Okay. Gallagher. Oh, shoot. I didn't reverse it.
3: <laughs> I like Now we need to... Wait, let's... <laughs> now we... Let Tony and I try to say it backwards. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm I'll hear do you. that.
4: I'll do that. Let, let, me, let me reverse it. Sorry, guys. I thought I'd got these all reversed. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> like...
0: Oh, just ready? heard it
4: backwards now. I like... I'm ready. Okay, let's go with uh, Eric first then. Ready? Hang on. So I'll play the sound like I did before and then I'll give you a thumbs up. (laughs) Hagalag.
2: (laughs) Hagalag. All right. And then.
4: Right. So, sound first, and then I'll hit record, okay? Yep.
0: I Galak. Uh, Galak. You
4: get it? (laughs) Oh, Cody's really trying with this. Oh, I'm trying. (laughs) Yes, he
0: is.
4: (laughs) Okay. I don't like losing, Tim. I don't
0: like losing. (laughs) A lot of mouse clicks. Yeah, sorry about this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> clicky, clicky, clicky. Uh,
0: that's awesome. Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: Okay, so Eric first.
3: And that sounded backwards.
4: that's uh, so? Hang
0: on. That was without flipping it. I reversed the reverse of the reverse. <laughs> That'll happen. Right.
3: That sounded dead on. That was dead on. Hang yeah, yeah. on. Let, let,
4: let me amplify that because I didn't do that because it might come across a bit quiet. Okay, let's try that one again.
2: Yeah, I like that. Galaga. That's, that's
4: that's very good. That's that was really a perfect good.
3: American. That was
4: awesome. <laughs>
0: okay, Cody. I like uh, Galaga. Oh, <laughs> I think Cody
3: golly sounds golly. better.
0: That sounds like the the bad guy from Sinistar. Galaga.
4: <laughs> that's that's the that's the Commodore sixty four digitized speech version. There you go.
0: Galaga. Like, uh, Would you okay. like I to play a game?
4: I think that's a point to Cody on that one.
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay,
4: all right. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: we're live in the mix, man. This Heineken's hitting me hard. I feel like a. Uh, I feel like we're talking backwards or something.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll try not to mess this one up. Try. <laughs>
3: Just I
0: really want to hear one that we haven't uh we can't figure out what it is backwards. <laughs> okay. Ready for this one? Ready. Okay.
4: Ready? Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Sound like Gallagher. Uh, yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. And again. Oh hang on. Gallagher was coming in on that. did not mute it. My bad. Try that again. Yeah, oh, come on, play the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Harvey. Okay, I'll go first, so I guess. Cody first this time. Yeah. <clears throat> so play it in, and then we'll record.
0: okay. I feel like I'm trying to learn Japanese, I'm like trying to put the emphasis on the right syllables. Okay, Eric, are you ready?
3: I am ready.
4: So I'll play and then I'll thumbs up for the record. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that again.
3: Huffy. Idiot, idiot,
0: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right. You nailed the first word, and then you just kind of. Went, uh.
3: Yeah, I screwed the I screwed the last part up. That's all
0: right. I love it. I Love it. I have okay, no idea what so this one is. is. Cody okay. first. Yep was that? Aevit. was that? Aevit. No okay, idea what that try is. That the other way.
4: Let's <laughs> see if that's
0: if Yeah, no that's
4: the that was the that was the, that was the correct way round. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Eric, let's yep. see what you get for your good self.
0: So let's reverse that. It's all Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Whoa! It's
3: all Samantha Fox.
0: <laughs> okay, ready?
4: Yep.
3: Uh, ready? Oh! <laughs> I think <laughs> you can <laughs> get it from that one. <laughs> can you repeat it? Uh, ready? Uh, ready?
0: I have no idea what he's saying.
3: Say it one more time. One more time, because it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, ready? Oh, wow.
0: I'm hearing I have an IUD. You, 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 you
4: almost got it. You've almost got it. Listen to the last, the, the second word. You might get it from that.
0: Okay.
3: River Raid. River Raid. Okay, oh, I think I got it. I think I got okay.
4: it. Give me your answers then.
3: I'm going to say it's River Raid.
4: That's what I said so, just now. Yeah. Yeah, it's River Raid. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's my attempt. Uh, Let's do reverse. It's gonna be all British. It's gonna be like river river. raid. (laughs) River, 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 river raid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one then. So we're not bored. Who won
0: that one? one? Eric won that one. (laughs) Eric won that one. Okay,
4: let's do. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm, Last so ready. hug
0: Man, that sounds Japanese. Do you want it again? What? Please, Hoss. one more time. Nyaas, <gasps> hug Weird. All right, go for it, Eric.
3: Okay. Let
4: me just clear this lock down. Okay.
3: I'm ready.
4: Play it, and then we'll do the
3: recording. Okay. mm Hi there. Ooh, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> 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 okay. It's
4: hard to hear you the. Ready, call Cody? One. Sure. Okay, I'll play it in, and then thumbs up for the record. Amiast
0: harder. Amiast harder. That
3: was good. That was good, that was good. Okay. Let's do the
0: thing. What led your mind down this path, Tim? <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: Okay, so uh, Eric first.
3: Yeah, zombie. Ooh,
0: I heard this. <laughs> I heard the zombie.
3: Yeah, yeah, zombie.
0: Ooh, okay, all right.
4: So let's sort Cody's one out.
0: Are you ready? Uh, da, saima. That does not sound like anything. No. <laughs> you
1: sure?
0: I thought that sounded pretty good. But uh, again? Yeah. Uh, da, saima. It sounds like Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uza, saima.
4: Any guesses before we reveal... I have no idea. That's a
3: zombie part, but I have no idea what, what sounds like something, something zombie. zombie.
4: Okay, hang on. Let me. Uh,
3: I want to know which one you, you ready think was closer. For
4: me saying it forward, the correct yeah. thing saying forward.
3: Yes, let's do it. Burger
4: time.
1: No,
3: no <laughs> way. There's
4: no way. <laughs> That's not.
3: That was not it. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> way. Quit yanking my chain. I'll reverse, it, I'll reverse
4: it. I'll reverse it. Yeah, oh, uh, hang on. No, that's really
0: <laughs> Sound all like burger time.
3: No, that didn't sound like burgers on pull me. Up. No
0: up.
4: Nope. i Nope. I can't believe chain.
0: it. I can't believe that.
4: That's not it. Well, like you listen to yours.
0: Uh, no. You got burger
4: sign which is burger time.
3: That is pretty. <laughs> now that he played that, it does sound. That way.
4: Does it? <laughs> All right.
3: I still yeah. think it's burger zombie.
4: <laughs> I <heard> zom-
0: zombie. Zombie.
4: <laughs> 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 it definitely sounds like burger zombie, Eric. It's I don't know where you got that from.
0: It's like a good game. I was gonna say I'd play
4: that. Burger <laughs> zombie. Yep, yeah. we'll do that burger zombie, the zombie.
3: <laughs> cody's the winner
4: there we go oh, so it. anyway that's that's that I'm, I'm glad that kind of worked in a way <laughs>
3: <Sorry> <laughs> good job
4: with that but there in we its go. own special
0: way <laughs> oh my goodness that's funny so
4: the, the story behind that is um i where's cody gone yeah he disappeared
0: i'm yeah, i'm still here i'm
4: talking to you oh, okay all right You've just gone on skype um uh there's a, a radio DJ over here called Chris Moyles. He's quite famous. He used to do Radio 1 and all that sort of stuff. And I still listen to him now. He's on a different station, which is called Radio X. And that's one of the games that they play. They just do some uh, rant. They call it the reverse words game. Um, and I've been listening <laughs> to it off, on and off, on and off. And I'm thinking, we've got to do that on the show at some stage. But it's just, <laughs> just having the technology to get it all sorted. So. <laughs>
0: There we go. Burger so, zombie. Burger zombie. I <laughs> glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> that was technically challenging, but hey, yeah. I had, I had quite a, a few laughs. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that we've uh, blown everybody away with our game show, let's hop and ourselves on kitchen. in <laughs> to catching up. Catching Up with
2: Eric and Cody
0: and Tim. And uh, this month on Catching Up, we are going to catch up. Pretty much. That's pretty much what we're doing. Yes. All in agreement, okay. say hi. <laughs> so Let me pull up, our, up. Yeah, pull up our notations here to see what we're going to catch up about exactly. Who um, starts off on this? Beep, 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 beep. I finished... A game. Uh-oh. Um, Yay! Yeah. In fact, I'm looking at this, and this, I think... Am I in the wrong one? I know these notes. These notes are not the right notes. These are the right notes. Are they? I feel mm-hmm. like we talked about all this. Okay. Well, I finished yeah. the game Wrecked.
3: Yeah. Or is yeah. it Wrecked wreck Fest?
0: Rec fest There you go. Wreckfest. I finished that game. Yeah. I swear I talked about this already. Um, and started gt7 well yeah um yeah yeah you
4: had it last month i'm sure you did
0: yeah but i played a lot Mm -hmm. more gt7 that's the that's the that's the fun part and uh, got to the point now where we can technically play online together which we couldn't when we tried to um but i'm at the point now where we can play online multiplayer together eric did you get to that point i think we had to finish um like a certain collection or something missions yeah yeah
3: yep i i just finished it right before i went on vacation so i am ready for multiplayer as well
0: all right so gran turismo 7 on the playstation the pixel guiding crew is coming for you i guess that's all i have to say about that (laughs) so that's right uh eric (laughs) you have uh something to do with the beatles and yoko ono
3: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) So this is kind of a, I think, kind of a neat little story. So the reason I went on, we went to Hawaii on vacation was because it's my wife and my, I don't even know how to write way to say that. It's our, it was our 14th year anniversary. Yay! So, congratulations. So she yeah. likes to stick to the traditional gifts for anniversary. Have you guys ever heard She's of that? One like, of those, you yes. know, one is like yeah, paper. And
0: uh, I just try to convince exactly. my I just try to convince my wife that all 17 years we've been married, it's always been paper. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a very cheap uh, birthday exactly. gift. I'm, I'm trying to convince. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to
4: I'm trying to convince Donna that the next one, whatever it may be, is just going to be called Ferrari.
1: Exactly.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the four, 14 and I, I, by the way, I don't stick to that role. I never have. I don't, I don't do the role, but she does. And I, and she's gotten some great, like the one year was fruit. So she got me all fruit flavored beers and she got me like <laughs> 30 different fruit flavored beers. It was awesome. Huh. Uh, but this year for 14 years, it's ivory, which ivory of course is a very bad thing to do these oh. days. Cause you don't want to kill the elephants. So she came up with a very clever thing. She went and researched games on the Nintendo Switch that had elephants in them. And so she got bought me a game on the Switch called (laughs) Yono and the Celestial Elephants. Awesome. And and she got it for me so that I could take it to on vacation because I took my Switch on vacation. And uh, I've been playing through it. Now, one cool thing about it is that it is a... It is a kind of a puzzle game, but it doesn't have a time or anything. And the puzzles are actually very action oriented. So you basically are Yono, which is an elephant, which is you're in a world where people don't see elephants anymore. For some reason, they're all gone. And suddenly the you ivory appear trade. and you're walking. Exactly. That makes me yeah. sad.
4: That makes me sad.
3: But you are going through these villages and it's almost like a three dimensional platformer, maybe is a good way to explain it. And you walk around and solve these puzzles, like pushing blocks around to allow you access to certain levels. Um, things like that it has a very, very unique art style to it. Adorable.
1: Um, the I love this
4: already. <laughs> it, it's actually
3: it's actually really fun. And there's very, very light combat to it. and Very light. Like you can see it in that picture right there where you're walking around. But you're basically pushing blocks around, doing things in the world, the environment to progress in the levels. And there's secret areas and secret things to find. Like you can break, like in Zelda, you can break the little... Uh, uh, you know the little clay pots to find things inside yeah. of them. Um, so far it's been a really fun, kind of laid-back game. Uh, so I've been really enjoying it. So that was, I thought that was a really neat gift from my wife. Uh, very, very retro gaming themed.
4: That looks really good. I'm gonna have to get that.
3: Yeah, um, how much so it? Do you know? It was. I think it was. I think it was fourteen ninety nine. Mm. Yeah. So it's, like not, it's not. It's not money. i gonna have to
0: get a plushy. I need a Yono plushie. (laughs) Yeah. He's (laughs) adorable. So,
3: uh, so speaking of swag that you want from this game, Tim, right? (laughs) (laughs)
4: Right. Yeah. Um, so beginning of May was, uh, the swag workbench meetup, um, which was very busy. Uh, there was lots of people there. Um, and my friend Gary came with me as well. um, I took a few bits and pieces. I took my Amiga 1200, uh CD 32 and just a few, few things to uh, sort of like sit there and play while we were there. Um, yeah, we had, uh, had great fun. Um, one of the things I spent most of my time on was actually sorting out a live stream for Amiga bill um, because uh dave one of the organizers had sorted the stream out but he didn't have anything really to get it all sorted with so luckily i brought some gear just in case i wanted to do some stuff (laughs) for the podcast um but ended up getting everything trying to get all set up and uh we did the uh amiga bill stream live from from swag um so that was a bit of a challenge um but yeah, yeah, it was just a just a good time had by all and uh just nice to get out there again and sort of like meet up with a load of people and, and have fun. There was um uh Steve Jones who's got the uh the monitors, the checkmate monitors. He was yeah. there, so I was having a look at those. Um How those look. I'm really yeah, interested. Well, in those. I'm
0: very interested in um, those.
4: Yeah, they're they they're looking good, but um <clears throat> there's a bit of a story to it i won't go into in depth about it but he showed them to uh neil retro man cave um and neil actually had a bit of time to properly test them and he was a bit bit off with the with the colors on the monitors saying that they were a bit sort of like muddy and not quite as sharp as they could be because of the ips panel i think it was so um I think Steve's going out and researching some of the panels yeah. and all that sort of stuff and probably looking to change those a bit. Um so it's all positive, it's all good. Yeah, it's um, all good stuff because no, it's pr- no real that's issue, prototyping. But, um, yeah, exactly, that's it. Um so I think there's that you know there's going to be a bit of a delay on it from that side of things. Um but yeah, I mean the you know all, all the connectivity was there and all that sort of thing That was looking looking really good. So yeah. Cool.
3: Yeah. And for our friends over here in the u s what is swag
4: swag um, is the Southwest Amiga group, and we meet in a uh, <laughs> what we call a, a kind of like a village hall, um, which is yeah. sort of like a biggish building that 's placed in multi purpose in in village of yeah in the village of doddington um, and that 's near Bristol uh, on the southwest side of England, hence Southwest Amiga
0: group. Um, so you brought quite... a bunch of gear over to help your show, Pixel Guiden, and instead you decided, nope, I'm going to help another show, a competing show. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's cool.
4: Well, I think I think because literally Bill had literally placed his whole stream around that. So yeah, if, <laughs> if we hadn't have got something sorted, I think he would have been hosed on that. So. <laughs>
0: Right, like, Bill, instead yeah. you can watch our uh, the footage we put on our YouTube page of your show not working correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you did that. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, are you handing the buck to me? Is it my turn? I think so. So this is the one I... Eh, I'm, I'm I handing a, the box over to you. The conch, <laughs> the conch shell. Um, I was stoked about something i found in the wild you, you guys you gents i believe know about it already um yes. but i was out at a yard sale with my my wife and my children and we were just we went around the uh the neighborhood because there was a neighbor they called a neighborhood yard sale or whatever everyone's supposed to put out their stuff and you know in elk grove where i used to live in the suburbs man those things got picked over quick and there was nothing good out here right like every yard sale we went to, like stuff was priced super inexpensive and it was like cool stuff that we actually wanted. Um, we ended not spending a lot of money, but in a good way. But I was looking at this one house back here, meeting the neighbors and such. And, um, this guy had these gigantic TVs, two gigantic TVs. Um, anyways, I heard him over talking with a woman about him, whatever she, she moved on. Um, and I ended up talking to him about the TVs and he's like, we end up talking about how I have the Pixel Guide podcast and we talked about retro video games and stuff um and he's like oh really he's like well i have a i have an xbox if you want to buy that and he's like yeah cuz the the i i went out and bought an xbox series s like the the brand new one and he's like cuz i couldn't find an x i wanted an x so i bought this s and then 2 weeks later the x i found an x on the shelf so i just bought that and so i still have this xbox series s in a box if you want it for 150 bucks i'm like yeah i'll take that yeah
3: (laughs) absolutely they're still not the easiest thing to find so no
0: so i (laughs) i i and then and then i i left to go get the money because i didn't have that much money on me and i was thinking about i'm like i'm gonna try to get one of those gigantic tvs for the for my man cave because i've got the little one on the wall um it's a 32 inch and what i loved about that one that i have here is it's 32 inch but i have the uh the uh, Eric and Tim approved rotating monitor mount. So yes. I can play it vertically. Well, this TV was 60 inches, and I did the math. Even if I took the other monitor and rotated it vertically, it's still not as big as if I were to play a game horizontally with, you know, the, a vertical yeah. shooter horizontally or a pinball machine or something. Uh, yeah. So long story short, I made a deal and for 220 bucks, I got an Xbox Series S and a 60-inch flat screen TV. Um, which works beautifully it's uh you know it's not it's not 4k it's 1080p but i don't care um yeah don't matter yeah so i am stoked and so uh the tv's gorgeous it's back here i've been using it um my uh well i'll talk about that later my daughter and i are playing on that a bit and then i'm like well what am i gonna do with this xbox so i'm like you know what i don't have a console in my in you know the family our actual house everything's out in the game room here um, so I just decided to put it on our main TV in there, and I am loving this Xbox so much. The, yes. uh, the Xbox Series S is the digital only one, which is a bummer. I did I would prefer to have a, a drive on there, and it can do <clears throat> 4K, but you know the X can do 8K and all the the super high end stuff that none of my TVs could ever do anyway. So I've got it on the right TV that can display 4K, which is cool, and it plays all the new games and all these great things. Uh, the thing I love about it more than anything is honestly just that I'm used to my PlayStation 3, 4, and Xbox 360 and how long it takes to load things. And if you're like yeah. at the main menu and you click a game and you accidentally press start, you go, shoot, I didn't mean to hit that. And you have to wait a minute for the game to load. And then you have to quit out of it, which takes a while. It's instant. It's playing yeah. modern games like instantly. I'm like, yeah. what? Really? I mean, of course, it takes a while to download. But like when you're actually going <laughs> from main screen in between games, it, like saves them at the point you played if you back out of it and go to another game and you just flip between games at any moment instantly it's amazing i love it and so you might be saying to yourself cody how how do you have all these games you're flipping through already that's because it came with you know a month of xbox game pass for one dollar yep there's so many games for free on there well not for free for a dollar but oh my goodness is
3: incredible it's amazing I had game pass for about six months and uh, on my Xbox one and I loved it. And then when my son, I bought my son a Xbox series X for Christmas um, and I, I kind of gave him my game pass subscription uh, and it's amazing. So many great games. I mean, they're not duds. They're not crappy games. They're there's tons of great games.
0: Yeah. New releases. I have, like, <laughs> that Cyberpunk 2077 games on there. All the, all the Halo games, all the new ones are on there. Yep. Um, it's, like, 300-something games. Um, and, and, of course, Rare Replay. And Rare Replay. So I was going to say I, I went ahead and, and snagged Rare Replay. Um, I played that modern jetpack, which is yep. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is, yeah. But the, the ones I wanted to focus on really quick, I don't know if you guys have heard of Donut Country. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Donut oh. County um so <laughs> this game so this game to me is kind of it's like a super chill game that you can't really lose you just kind of play through the game and it reminds me almost of uh, katamari Dam- damasi so you literally just control this hole in the ground and you just put it underneath things and every time it swallows something from this county the hole gets a little bit bigger so you can swallow bigger things and bigger things and you're oh, just yeah. swallowing up everything in the county <laughs> and it's super just like relaxing and enjoyable and you actually like these people sitting out here like making pottery right here you can when your hole gets big enough you just swallow him into the earth um yeah. but there's a, a, a silly over the top silly story about all these animals they're kind of a anthropomorphized animal there you go oh, he just got gulped um and that's kind of the game i mean it, you go to these different areas sometimes there's some puzzles that you have to figure out sometimes your hole can do things like um for example you might to use the hole and get it filled with water from a waterfall and use that to pick up a firework, bring it over near a fire to light the firework and then put it in front of a, a door to blow it up. So you can swallow those pieces. Um, Just super fun, chill game. I would say it's, it's um, the vibe of like animal crossing meets Katamari Damacy. Love that game. Uh, my, my daughter and I played all the way through it. So we completed it. Uh, then Tim, you haven't seen this yet, and I won't talk too much about it because I talked about it in the last episode, but I downloaded Archvale on completely on a whim and uh, ended up playing through the entire game. I put 18 hours into it. Uh, but again, I'm able to do that now that I have this system which starts up immediately and hops between games instantly uh, so I can play 10, 20 minutes at a time, or if my wife falls asleep, I can just sit there and keep playing. Um, but it's a sweet twin-six shooter called archvale Mm. uh, which if you want to know more about it listen to the last episode of pixel guide in episode 84 and um, last one i want to point out at this point although i've been playing a bunch of little stuff but my daughter i've heard of this game and i'm like you know what claire you would like this game it's a game where literally and i have not i've heard great things about it um here i'll put xbox it's a game called i didn't spell that right called unpacking and guess what you do in the game, unpacking. Yeah. <laughs> no one's, no one's going to guess, huh? Uh, unpack. You unpack
4: boxes. Oh, you unpack g- a, a, a crate. That's a point Yes, each. like unboxing, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yep. It, you're quite literally go into these rooms, and there's moving boxes taped up in the middle of the room, and you open them, and you lift things out, and you put them where you want them in the room. And once you unpack everything in the room you beat the level and you go to a new house or a new room and you unpack more stuff. And it's honestly, it's, I, uh, I thought it'd be better. (laughs) My daughter loved it. She just loved the being able to, this person's crazy. They're unpacking everything on the floor and they're going to place it later. She put it straight out of the box, right where she wanted it. Um,
4: do you know what they should do? Is they should reverse that idea, and they should do a room tidying simulator. And Danica could really do with that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I'm like, Claire, this is basically cleaning your room, and you spent hours on this game. Why can't you do that in real life? Exactly. And she's like, the irony she's like, this makes lost. it more fun. Um. <laughs> now, what I will say about this game, even though the actual moment-to-moment gameplay is kind of boring to me and she loved it because it's kind of cute and everything what is cool about it is without any story whatsoever you are told a full story because you start in a little kid's room and you're unpacking your toys and you can tell you're a little kid and then your next room is like you're in college you can just tell by what the room looks like and the stuff you're unpacking and then you move out of college and then eventually you know you get married eventually you have a kid and you start getting bigger and bigger houses and things so it kind of tells the story just by your stuff And like some of the stuff you keep ever since you were a kid. So when you pull it out of the box, you go, oh my goodness, there's that thing. You know, so random that these are video games nowadays, but so anyway, she completed that. So we've, we, her and I have beat some games this this year or this month.
3: (laughs) That's really cool.
0: Yeah. We really, we've really accelerated at at completing some games.
3: (laughs) So la- last month, I ordered a A630 accelerator for my Amiga 600. got it from retro-rewind.ca, RetroRewind.ca, which I used a promo code PG10, and I did get 10% off.
0: Oh my gosh, it actually worked. But I did. It worked. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm glad it worked. We've been telling people about it for almost a year now. We, I'm glad it works.
3: Yep, it works. And I, I grabbed it and installed it immediately into my A600. It, it honestly was easier to install than my Furia was back in the day. Um, you really just drop a couple files in a folder and then you install it and you're good to go. Uh, this accelerator has a uh, nice active and passive uh, cooling. So there is an actual fan that spins on there and cools down the chip, uh, as well as a heat sink that it sits on top of. So I mean, it it stays very nice and cool, and the other thing is it's a very tight fit because these accelerators are over the processor accelerators, so they snap on top of your existing processor. Um, it, it Frank shipped it very quickly. I got it. I was pretty excited about it, but I had to work, so I left it in the box for about a week, and then I installed it. No problems at all. Uh, works great. And then um, so that project is done. And then what I want to do is I just ordered another thing from Retro Rewind. I ordered a box, which is a Plitbox is a parallel interface, a parallel network interface. So plug it into the back of the because I have a PCMCA card, but it doesn't work really well. It, it loses its connection all the time. Um, so what the Plitbox is going to do for me, the reason I the whole reason I wanted to get it of course, was to connect it to the internet and to my local network so I could FTP things back and forth. But one thing I saw was this program called Imp. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this. No. But it's a little program you can download for the Amiga that if you have any kind of network connection it will go and grab random mod files and play music all day long. You just connect it to the internet and it will just, there's like this guy who keeps this huge library of mod files. And I've been really wanting to get into mod files, not only making them, but listening to them and kind Mm -hmm. of getting ideas and stuff. And so uh, I, I want to install that program and get that going. And it has a little chat client built into it. So everyone's listening to these mod files and you can get in there and chat with all these Amiga people and do that straight from your Amiga. And everyone's so, listening
0: to the same mod file.
3: I think so. I'm not really sure. I That'd think be pretty so.
0: Cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I haven't tried it yet. Obviously, my put box isn't in yet. Frank is shipping it right now. So anyway, um, so that was my accelerator story. Tim, why don't you tell me your accelerator story? Yeah,
4: mine's a tale of woe, unfortunately, as normal. Oh, no. After <laughs> Broken Dreams, tell me no. Exactly, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the aforementioned swag happened, um, and I took my Amiga 1200 with me. Um, and halfway through the day, um, my Amiga 1200 stopped working. So oh. I switched it off and switched it back on again. And it just came up with a red screen. And I'm thinking, oh no, my 1200 hosed. Um, so uh, I just like like you normally do. You sort of first thing you do, open it up, strip everything down, take, unplug everything, plug it back in again, turned it on. Mm, no, still red screen. Um, so by process of elimination, I removed the accelerator, turned it on, and the 1200 came back up again. Um, so my ACA, how, well, how at one yeah my aca1221 is dead oh. um, i've uh, been onto the forums for individual computers uh, where it comes from and jens has been very helpful um he's um, made a few suggestions most of which i've kind of done done already you know clean the connectors make sure there's no bent pins try putting it on just on the actual edge connector itself because sometimes those edge connectors can wear and has not got the right connection. sort of like more towards the side of the board so i've tried all of that sort of stuff and it's just basically every time you plug it in it's just red screen so um unfortunately my accelerator is going to have to go back so i think they are going to be able to sort it out but it's going to take a fair old while i think because uh, the postal service and all that sort of stuff between here and Germany now, I might as well send it to America and back. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Wah, wah. yeah. Uh, but I might have a working accelerator by Christmas. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, that's that's it for that one. That's, um, that stinks
0: like an onion. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> how, are my, how are my transitions going today, guys? Very well. <laughs> before we get to before we get to the onion related topic, I would like to open another beer.
3: Okay. I I I would love to do that. Go for it.
0: So, keeping with my most people have tried this. I'm going with the original microbrew that in my opinion started everything off with this whole microbrew thing in America. And that is the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And um do, Are these over there, Tim? Sierra Nevada uh, Pale Ale. Well, yeah, Sierra PLA.
4: Nevada, particular one. Sierra,
0: Sierra Nevada, Nevada is, one. is actually up in uh, Chico, California. But this kind of is at this point it's, it's microbrew that kind of became a medium sized brewery, um, and I'm pretty sure that I you know all over Northern America, I think including Canada and stuff, you can get Sierra Nevada now. Um. Anyways, I always like this tagline at the top: "Family owned, operated, and argued over." <laughs> <laughs> now the fun story behind this beer is i've actually never been a huge fan of this beer in fact i've always said this is where the it gets, starts getting too hoppy for me yes uh, it's sierra nevada pale ale and higher it is too much hops i tried to stay under this uh but i was out at a golfing thing for work and there was a big bucket of beer every other hole for us while we were playing golf so i grabbed a bunch of these messy <laughs> i threw two of them into my golf bag um, this would have been about a month ago and I found them a couple days ago in my golf bag. <laughs> and so I threw them in the fridge and I have two of them. And so they've been sitting in a hot golf bag for a month. They are now cold. Um, not that Tim would know anything about cold beer cause they guys don't drink cold beer over there, but that's what I'm drinking.
3: Delicious.
4: Well, you say that, but ever since I've been talking to you guys, I now drink cold—well, cold beer most of the time. Most of my yeah. beer goes in the fridge, especially no, that, this time of year. Just, a, just a no-brainer.
0: Is, <laughs> Colder than the. Better. I mean, is, is that really a thing over there? Like, is that unusual, or is it kind of half and half? Yeah, or?
4: no. If you go into a, go into a pub, beer is served uh, and it's not chilled when you when you people get it home? from the from the draft. Yeah. Um Some people probably, but you know, for me, me personally, I, I just whack in the fridge.
0: Yeah cold beer yeah if we really want to see how to do it wrong uh my father-in-law will take beer that's not cold enough pour it into a glass and put ice in it that's not right <laughs> Cuz <'Cause that'll> water <laughs> it down yeah not right <laughs> it's, it's like
4: drinking cold red wine i was right? gonna say he
0: does the same thing yeah. with rewind no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no
4: <laughs> white but, wine maybe but not not red definitely not
0: <laughs> what are you drinking eric
3: so this is from Sonoma Springs Brewing Company, and it is called El Valiente. It is a Mexican pilsner. That's got some cool little like uh, cartoon graphics on there. Yeah, look at that! Ooh, nice.
4: Um, Looks a bit Monkey uh, Island style.
3: Yep, I've never had this before, so this is going to be the very first time I've tried it.
4: All right, Let's give this a shot for the second Racket time Oak. tonight. Cheers, cheers. Thanks, guys. Shh. What's those beers like?
3: this is, exact, is this one tastes exactly like a mexican lager
4: does it does what it says on the tin then
3: exactly well mexican pilsner i should say yeah. it's a mexican pilsner now it tastes exactly like that it's got a little tiny hop profile at the end so a little bitter
4: taste at the end so what makes it a mexican pilsner then opposed to a normal pilsner
3: that's a good question i don't know <laughs> i have no idea it says, okay, I, but it says it here on the can if, you, if you'll indulge me here. Okay. Mexican pilsners came from German immigrants migrating to Mexico in the 1900s. This beer is a celebration of that heritage. El Valiente is a flavorful and refreshing. It's perfect for the carne asadas and fiestas. Salud.
0: Yeah, I know Mexican okay. lagers. I could tell a Mexican lager from a standard lager. It's yeah, little, me too. A little thicker, a little it's more wear sweet. a little sombrero? <laughs> and it wears a little Sometimes. sombrero. Um, but I've never had a Mexican Pilsner, so I couldn't tell you anything about those. Okay. Um, so, Sierra Nevada. good. Yeah. For people, because again, I think most, at least mo- most Americans listening to the show would know what this beer is. I understand why people like this so much or why it became so popular. I think people moved past it because you know, it became really big like 20 years ago. Mm. It's heavy and hoppy, but it's complex. It's got all, <laughs> I sound super snooty, but. There's like a lot of um, like a lot of different hop flavors. It's kind of woody and piney. I don't know There's if I, if I can on. explain it that way, but it's drinkable. It's not thick. Um, it's just it's just a little too a little too hoppy for me. Um, I think it would make a great hazy, but because that kind of rounds that the hop edge off. But um, as it is. Out of 70 Jubilees, <laughs> um, I think I appreciate it more than I used to. I'll give it, I'll go to 45. 45 out of 70. Yeah. Seems
4: to be making a lasting impression
0: on you there, Cody. I mean, it's not great, but <laughs> no. better She's than imagining. I'm gonna
3: I'm going to give this one probably a solid 50 out of 70. It's not the greatest Pilsner I've ever had. Uh, but it's definitely not the worst. I, I, I like it. It's good. It's a refreshing beer, but that's what I'm giving it.
0: Drinkable. There it's you drinkable. have it. A couple of somewhat drinkable beers on Pixel Guide. In
3: yeah.
0: Um, anyways, what was that onion talk? Terra Onion Terra makes onion. makes makes a few cool devices. One of them I've been wanting for a while, and I finally put enough stuff together to send off my money and get back my Neo SD. So I've got my gigantic cartridge for my Neo Geo and have successfully put all the games on. And uh, oh my goodness, I love my Neo Geo so much now. Because uh, if you remember, I when I got my Neo Geo, I got two controllers and I got two of the big gigantic cartridge games. They're both 2D fighters, um, which if you listen to the show, not my thing. Not my thing. Um <laughs> So I played a few games on it, but uh, it is—it does take a while to load the games because the, the way this one cartridge works, uh, you only have one slot, if you want to call it that, that you can load into. So when you turn on the the Neo Geo with the Neo Geo SD Neo SD cart in it, it'll load whatever on it, whatever it's flashed to. But if you load it while holding holding the start down, then i will bring up the menu so you can select a different game. Depending on the size of the game, it might take up you know, 30 seconds to three minutes to load a game onto the cartridge. And now basically that cartridge is that game. It turns on instantly from now on until you set it up again with a different game. Um, I actually not-
3: really like, I, I love cartridges that work that way. Cause there there were some older ever drives that worked that way. And I love that because yeah. sometimes I'm on, when I'm focused on a game, I just want that game for a while. Yeah. So if it'll flash yeah. that game and just keep booting into it until I want to change it, that's the
0: best yep yeah. and then the 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 fancy one they have now the i forget what they called it but the the fancy pro version of the cartridge is another i mean the, the thing is stupid price don't get me wrong um yeah. but the, it's like 300 more bucks for the fancier version which has three save sh- slots one of them's permanent and the other two you can just kind of flash to memory real quick for a quick game and uh, a couple other things but wasn't worth it to me now what was cool about this is these were out of stock everywhere um, all the places I knew about, but all of a sudden someone told me, uh, and I wish I remember who it was. They're like, you know, like right now, all of a sudden, uh, terror onion on their actual website, they have some available. It really- and I was like, was that you, Tim? Thank you, yep. Tim. Yep. So I, I noticed that. And then I didn't have the money put together. And then like two weeks later, I, I hopped on there and it was, they were still available. And right after I bought the cartridge, I must've got the last one because it in- instantly went to sold out again. Um, but what helped it happen uh, this crazy economy. The I think I I think it was in euros, but the euro to the dollar dropped a bunch. <laughs> so, um does that mean yes? Is, that's true. No, it's not true. It went up. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, go. Eric's just sent a message. Oh, I no, got gotcha. you. Right?
0: Sorry, I, I thought I thought uh <laughs> Tim's talking to me. But anyway, long story short. Uh, I was, I was getting ready to pay almost five hundred dollars for this thing, and by buying it with a with the you know the what do you call it exchange rate, uh, it yeah. was only three hundred like three hundred and eighty bucks, brand new from the only. factory <laughs> only. I know it's a it's a lot of money, but I've been wanting. I, I one would have it. gotten
3: I would have gotten one too if I had that system. I would absolutely spend the money on that.
0: I mean, it's a if, good uh, deal. The, the truth is, I wouldn't have bought the system if this cart was not available. If these. You know, because the cartridges Correct. are just too much, especially the ones I want. So anyways, almost uh, any the,
3: game you want is going to be as much as the, as that. Those, yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So without talking uh, too much, yeah, a lot of the games are over a thousand bucks, but um, absolutely. Absolutely. So the one I've been focusing in on and playing a ton of is metal slug X. And uh, the big thing I'll try to be quick, I'm sorry, but the big thing I'm excited about this uh, is for those who don't know, the Neo Geo home system they call it the aes versus the arcade which is the mvs exact same hardware just in a different format basically um and if you play games on your aes home system it has a different bios in it and it knows you're playing on a home system so it does a simple thing which is so simple but to me makes the games infinitely better and that is it automatically selects how many credits you get And you're limited to that many credits. So now there's actually a game to play and a challenge to beat it, not just putting coins in over and over again until you beat a game. So with Metal Slug X, it gives you five credits. And so I've been playing over and over again, trying to see how far I can get on those five credits. So it's like playing a console game, even though it's exactly the same as the arcade. Um, And with this cartridge, however, you can hop in and change your BIOS. So if you want to play it as if it's an arcade, the uni bios, uh, there's a there's a BIOS built into the actual AES that you can switch out, mm-hmm. but you don't even need to do that with this cartridge. I can actually have tell the cartridge to tell the system what to do. Yeah, um, yeah. so
4: you can use the universal BIOS, I think it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so I can change. You. I mean, you might know more about it than I do, but you can change if you want it to be the, the MVS version or the AES version, and you can choose what region you're in, which, by the way, there's only one ROM for every game out there. The only thing that changes is what your system is, so all the Japanese text and everything is on every ROM. So is all the English text. So is the arcade version and the AES version. It's all. So I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And, uh, I will be honest right now and say, I had a hard time playing, playing some of our battle of the systems games because every time I walked over there, my Neo Geo was set up and sitting right there next to the dreamcast <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> Nintendo 64. And I'm like, I'll just start with the Neo Geo. Yeah. Um, The last thing I will say that I got for that real quick is I picked up um, just on eBay real quick, a couple of extenders because the the Neo Geo Arcade 6 only have about a six foot cable and that wouldn't reach to the the couch quite. I had to sit on the edge of the couch. So I got some 10 foot extenders. So now I can play Neo Geo on the other side of the room if I wanted to Oh, that's great. And they work well. Awesome. That is all. So it's, it's I become a fixture to... in my household.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when I, again I went on vacation recently, and I really I took my switch with me, and I found this thing on a YouTube video that I was watching about because um, uh, I've made it no secret on this show that I hate the Joy Cons. I think you guys tolerate them a lot more than I do. I hate them. I, I don't hate
0: them. I, I, I enjoy them.
3: I, I think they're horrible. I, I think the the sticks are too small. I think the I think the drift is a problem. Even though I, I haven't experienced as much drift as some people have, um, I I don't like the distance between when you hold it, uh, like like the way you hold the switch. I don't like anything about it. But one of the f- my favorite controllers of all of any system is the Nintendo Pro Controller. Uh, the weight of that and the feel of it, I think, is perfect. It's it's my favorite controller, pretty much of all time. And so, what this thing is that I found um, is called the Fixture S1. It's this little device <laughs> um, that, that your your switch slides into, and your um, your controller pops into, and it, you basically you can hold the controller and play it in the tenor. Now, if you hold it like this with the with this up the way it is. It, it does feel weird because it tips in the wrong direction. Like the center of gravity is off.
0: So really quick, just so you get a visual of what n- Eric's holding here. He, it, he's holding a controller yeah. in his hand and essentially it, there's a, a six inch long stick. And now his switch, which is now just acting as a screen is at the end of that. So it's kind of a, um, a matrix looking device.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you were to envision this, it's like your pro controller has a hinged, arm on the top of it that the switch screen will slides into now if you play it like this like i have it where the switch the like the, the the screen is above the pro controller the center of gravity is off and it is a little hard to hold so what you do is you move the screen down over over the pro controller like this
0: it's right in between you so and that the controller you,
3: so the, the controller is almost behind the screen, but you know where the buttons are by feel. So you don't really need to see the controller. And when you position it like this, I played this on the airplane for literally six hours of the flight to <laughs> Hawaii. And it, it was no problem at all. And this thing is a beauty. I mean, it works really, really well. And this hinge is very like um, stiff so that it, it doesn't droop or anything like that. And you basically can adjust this in any angle you want, and you can just sit there and play the game with the actual Pro Controller instead of using the stupid Joy-Cons.
4: Yeah, that that would have been my thing, looking at that online, and I'm thinking, that hinge is never going to hold that properly.
3: (laughs) And it does. That's really good. I think that's where the main engineering of this one, so you put it in front of you, so you're literally just playing it like this with the controller behind the the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And it it works beautifully. So I mean, this is the only way. I'm I don't play handheld very often with the Switch. It's docked almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Same. But like when I'm traveling and I'm doing things like that, I wanted to find a comfy way to do it. And I got those Ori like uh um you know controllers that are are better. They big are better side you know like handles. Else? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they're they're right here next to me. I mean, they're the big fat handle ones. Yeah they work great they're much better than the joy cons but this actually is my preferred method now for mobile gaming so anyway it's called the fixture s1 if you guys anybody out there wants to look it up it's pretty inexpensive um and you just need a pro controller and a switch and you can just pop this in and play it
4: will it only fit pro controllers or will it fit like the other standard size controllers as
0: well (laughs)
3: People have tried it, and if it's shaped like the pro controller, it will fit in here. So, like, remember, Cody, the one you had, I think it was the Legend of Zelda one?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. That one, the same one that, that danica has got as well. Yeah. That one should fit in here. Yeah.
0: Mine broke. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. You had those, great things those to say about to be... that controller until it just started. Actually, that, the Joy-Con drift on that started very soon. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah we, yeah. we had the same, and then they replaced it. And since then, touch wood, it's been okay.
3: So
0: those things don't grow on trees, you know, no, exactly. That was your, that was your lead in.
4: Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. I haven't got the notes up. (laughs) 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 Okay. So this one is, um, another pickup, another Tim special pickup, uh, from recent times. Love Tim Um, pickups. I got, uh, I was just uh, browsing through, Um, Gumtree, which is a a website over here, a bit like Craigslist, that sort of thing.
0: There's the reference Um, I was trying to get to.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I was just just looking and I, I saw in the local area something I've been curious about for a while, but never really wanted to sort of like dive into it because it's like, yeah, I don't really want to spend the money on them as they are at the moment. Uh, but this one came up really, really cheap, um, and I will show you what it is.
0: It's our favourite Tim off the mic moment, and we have a Wii U. Wii U. <laughs> I don't have one yet. I've been wanting one.
4: Yeah. So there's there's the main console itself, and then you've got the the controller, all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I didn't didn't get a box or anything like that with it. It's it's in nice enough condition um it's a little bit scratched on the top
2: i was
0: gonna say most of the ones i've seen look terribly scratched up so yeah yeah so this this one isn't too
4: bad i've just been wondering if you can like you know polish it out buff it out a bit but um maybe that's a bit too obsessive i don't know but um yeah so i i was um i've got this in the last week or so and uh managed to pick it up it was really local it was just down the road and uh, I thought, well, I'll, I'll I'll just grab it, and because it literally was like thirty five pounds, so at oh that my price, gosh. I just couldn't refuse it. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it, they're it just going like, up.
4: Yeah, it had on the um on the advert, you know, that one of the power supplies was uh broken and all that sort of stuff. But it turned out all they basically meant with that is that the cable would just been frayed a bit. So I just um wrapped that over for the moment and um just got everything sorted and uh i i wiped the console and got it all going and then i started looking and of course me in traditional way i can't mm-hmm. these things standard so i've spent <laughs> a considerable amount of time modding this thing <laughs> <laughs> so i've now got um the wii u um all modded um so i oh. can and the first thing i did on it was actually put retro arch on it nice um, so i've got um uh, some mame stuff on there and i've got all the neo geo stuff on there um i've got Snes on there i've got nin- uh, nintendo stuff um so i'm putting all that together at the moment but um it also comes with mario kart 8 on there as well right. oh um, sweet so again for, for 35 pounds it was worth it just for the wii u and mario karts
0: <laughs> that's oh incredible. man I'd, yeah. I'd buy that thing in a heartbeat
3: Yep. Awesome.
0: did you mod it? Good-
3: did you mod it up the Wazoo? I did indeed. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Did you,
0: um, you but- mod it up the Wazoo on YouTube? Because your last video just crushed every video Eric and I have ever put up there. <laughs> From mine. Yeah, it's beautiful as far as watches. Yeah, so well done on it's that.
4: Do, it's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might do something on this. The problem is, is that getting games onto this, the actual Wii U games, is not a particularly easy task. Um, because they're quite big and you've generally got to play them off an SD card. You've got to have a pretty sizable SD card to to put a good library of games on there. Um, you can get it to play off the USB, but it's, it's not a particularly easy thing because they've got in the correct format. So you've got to put them onto the SD card first, then translate that over onto the hard drive. And by the time you've done that 10, 15 times, you're like, woof. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. bingo uh, bingo but yeah it's 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 a great console um and if you can pick one up cheap i would definitely recommend it if you know you're looking at around about 85 100 pounds something like that yeah maybe not um but um yeah it's 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 if you can pick one up cheap and you can get a few few games um and mod it then yeah it's it's the mod is actually very, very simple. It's once you've then got the modification on, it's then adding all the other bits and pieces on to to do what you want. That can be a little bit more complicated. So when I've got it a bit more, um, sort of like uh, dialed reduce in, some of the complexity out of it, then yeah, I might make a video on it.
0: See, I'm I'm the other way. If I have one console of something, my original one I want to keep original. If I get a second one, I'll mod the second one.
4: Yeah, but that's the kind good of thing my... with these is that they're they're just soft mods. So I'm not opening it up. I mean, they're I did all open this one yeah. up to yeah, I did open this one up to clean it all out because it was really dusty and the fan was noisy and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I've cleaned that all up. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's soft mod, so you can just wipe the whole thing out and it just goes back stock. So it's nice and yeah. simple. I, so-
3: I I would I would pick up a Wii U in a second, and I, I, I'm kicking myself because when they first stopped really selling the Wii U. You could find them for about 75 bucks around here, like 75 ish And I, I should have grabbed it because you can't find them like that anymore. They're actually pretty expensive now, even used. I mean, just used in, in shops. So I'll wait and see if I can find, find well, another one, I'm I sure. I mean, that
0: was a flop of a system, so very few sold. So there's not a ton yep. out there. And
3: That's true, yeah. Those
0: dirty retro collectors like ourselves have to have it all. <laughs> So we're driving the prices up. Um, the next topic on the catching up segment here is called it takes two months. Uh, because that's how long it took my daughter and I to complete the game. It takes two, which I've been talking about. It is that really cool game where we get to play at the same time. Couch co-op. You can't play any other way. And it was an absolute blast. Totally loved it. Um, And we finished it so that's all i have to say about it really but we finished it on the big screen the new 60 inch flat screen i got for (laughs) nice 70 bucks (laughs) um which made it just a bigger experience which was very cool so especially when you're doing a big couch co-op game like that where it splits the screen in half yeah we each one of our screens was bigger than the original monitor we played it on so
3: yeah, I would love to play. Like, if you could get a retro tank and upscale like GoldenEye in, in four, yeah. like the the quad corners, like that would be. Every screen would be bigger, probably than the TV I have in my living room. But we've talked about you
4: this. Guys, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter, but someone put out an awesome post of that. So what they had is they had a big oh, CRT. Yeah, yeah. And they had like a cardboard box and they'd cut it out. I saw that. Like a strip there and a strip there. So you've got all these four people and you can't actually see the other screen. Oh, I thought that was just brilliant. What a hack that
0: was. That's what we all did when we were kids, though, because everyone would cheat by looking at other people's screens. They would. As a kid, we, we all did that. We all divided that thing up. It's like, you have to stand here. You sit down here. You stand up over here. Because otherwise, yeah, you'd just try to hide. Or else you'd try to like do something and hide by facing a wall. So if anybody looked at you, you were just looking at a wall. And they couldn't see where you were. But but what I was, was going to say is the problem with doing that is... And, and you guys, I think, Tim, you mentioned this recently. The N64 was not made to be played on a flat screen. It looks terrible no. on a flat it screen. It looks horrible. It barely looks it.
3: good on a CRT. <laughs>
0: it looks great on a CRT, you liar. It looks nah, awesome. I love the I way know. it looks. The PlayStation nah. looks terrible. On a CRT, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All yep. right. Yep. We're gonna have to agree to disagree to agree okay. that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think both those systems, the N64 and PS1, they they just were weird systems for their time. Like they they have weird textures. They were both experimenting with 3D. I I think they both look kind of weird. I don't know. I I, I don't. I'm. I've, it's hard to, it's hard to love the N64 video output, at least for me.
4: Absolutely. I've, I've always been that with the N64. It's been one of the, one of the main things that I it's just put me off completely on the N64 is just that unless you really do a lot of stuff internally and HDMI and all that sort of thing, it's just awful
0: don't you just plug it into your crt and it looks just fine yeah but
4: even that is still not great
0: it's still, still not great, it on CRG, great
3: i think at yeah,
0: least. cute little uh, chibi characters and they don't need to be high definite they're great anyways <laughs> eric what are you what are you doing here with your amiibo
3: okay not not the amiibo <laughs> oh let me uh so I, I need you guys to be patient with me while i explain this because it's not the easiest thing to explain eric i'm <laughs>
4: always patient with you i've always got time for you man
3: thank
0: you thank you <laughs>
3: crts um, are better Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. CRTs are better. Um, so I have kickstarted this this device called the Flipper Zero, and I don't know if you can see the screen on that because of the glare or whatever. But
0: I remember when you what it is. It,
3: yeah. It's a little device that um, it, it is a hacking tool. So it's a little hacking tool. A criminal make device? It, no, it's not a criminal <laughs> device at all. Not a criminal device, but it's a little hacking tool that supports all sorts of different things. There we go. So if you can see the screen, they make it like a Tamagotchi where there's like this little like animation of a little dolphin. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a little uh, Tamagotchi game thing where the focus is on capturing like radio frequencies and things like that. But there's a lot of different hacking tools built into this. It's a very sought after device now because the Kickstarter was wildly successful, millions of dollars. And then it finally shipped, and now that it's shipped, and everyone's playing with it and like going, "This thing is amazing." It's very hard to find now, and they're the company is trying to ramp up another production thing, and they're gonna they're not gonna kickstart the next one; they're just gonna sell it on the website. But anyway, what this little device does? It does sub megahertz frequencies, RFC, um, infrared bad USB where you can plug this into a PC and like dump scripts right to the PC, basically a ton of stuff. But in a nutshell, what it does is you can capture radio frequencies and then play them back. So the the main thing I got this for was that my daughter and I would ride our bikes around our neighborhood and our neighborhood has like about 20 gated communities. And you can go by the gate, sit there, capture. When someone comes into the gate, you can, and they click their little clicker to open the gate, you can capture that and then replay it and open the gate. Exactly. <laughs> and so basically was, it does. Oh, it, I've <laughs> captured my garage frequency so I can open my garage. I've captured um, your friend, it, it your neighbor's
0: these, uh, Mercedes Benz door opener uh, you've captured.
3: Yep. <laughs> well, one of the, one of the funniest, funniest things is that and my daughter just laughed like crazy about this there's these scripts you can download for it. Somebody captured when you pull your Tesla into a charging station, the, the the charger itself has a button on it that you pull the little thing off and the charger has a button. When you push that button, the little door on your Tesla automatically pops open. <laughs> well, this thing simulates that. So I can go up to any parked Tesla, not driving parked and hit a button and the, the the charging door pops open
0: <laughs> could, you, could you not do it's, it while driving or are you just paying the disclaimer again it it it, it doesn't do it while okay, it's driving. Okay.
3: It, it locks the charging port but my daughter and i were driving uh to her volleyball practice once and there was a tesla double parked and so like i said i told my daughter hit this button here and, and she did it and the little door goes Pop, and pops open <laughs> We just And she laughed for like, like five minutes straight. She thought that was the most <laughs> hilarious thing. But let me bring this back to, to gaming. Basically, when you capture radio frequencies on this thing um, and you capture new ones, you make the dolphin happy and then his, his happiness elevates and stuff. So that's one gaming element. But another thing I found that was really cool, and I've never been into this before. If you buy the little amiibo things, you know, the little statues, you know how you can like buy... Mm-hmm. Like let's say uh Mario one and yeah. you scan it on your like a uh, system. I don't know which system a Wii was U, the 3DS for or something. The Wii U, for example, the Wii, yeah. um, which does you it can, well, I think. You, you can download a character into your thing or a special weapon or something. When you buy an amiibo character, you scan it cause it uses NFC. You scan it and then the thing pops into your real game, like in your game and you can do it. Right. Or so hypothetically, one thing I didn't even know this.
0: Hypothetically, you just go to the store and scan all the Amiibo in their packaging.
3: Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but Cody, you don't even have to do that. So what I did was, <laughs> I didn't even know this was a feature on this. You, you go and you download an entire database of Amiibos. And, and somebody has already done them and put them in a database. You oh, Nintendo's it coming this. from
0: them. Nintendo's going to get them. And
3: you literally can hold this up to your thing and just download every Amiibo ever made into your system, and this will do it. So I just thought I found that was funny. I've never done it yet. I've never done it yet, but it um, it does support that. So anyway, this is called the Flipper i I've never Zero. done
0: any of this yet. <laughs> exactly. I've
3: done none of it. I didn't open that Tesla port on that double park Tesla. No, it actually be the um, most
0: fun thing is you just stand near a Tesla. That's towards like the front of a parking lot. So everybody who starts walking by it, you start popping it out. Like while they're walking by it.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. There's a video on, there's a video on YouTube. Just look up flipper zero Tesla, um, uh, dealership. And the guy walks by with the zero and he walks by and like all of the charging ports open on like 10 cars. <laughs>
0: it's, oh, it, it's pretty Tesla, awesome. Tesla's going to hate that thing. So you're but saying anyway, so, anyway. the more criminal activity you do, the happier the cute little dolphin gets. So they're encouraging. It's like, exactly. a, it's like a, Correct. what's the Pokemon game, A virtual Pokemon. You're going to see people yeah, like walking fo- through their Go. neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like walking off cliffs to try to find more signals to steal to make their dolphin happy. (laughs) Exactly. One other cool thing is it has
3: infrared in it, and it has called a universal infrared database. So if you walk into a sports bar, you can change all the channels on any of the TVs. Yeah, I was
0: going to say a a remote. You can work for like a remote.
3: So this will do that too. But anyway, that's it. Flipper Zero. I've been having a blast with it. I think it's a lot of fun.
0: If it was was available on a website right now, I'd buy it. Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been seeing
4: as soon as I saw you put that first post up about that, I was like, I need one of those. Oh man. It, it,
3: <laughs> I've been just finding new and interesting and illegal things to do with it. <laughs> no, not illegal, uh, but interesting things to do. And, and uh, it, it, it's just been a blast tinkering with it. Cause it actually took a little doing to make my garage door open with it. It's not something I can like capture my neighbor's garage door. Cause they use rolling encryption codes. Yeah. Uh, but there are different ways to tinker with this thing. And uh, it may say basically all the little community gates in my thing are open because they just use a code. So you capture that code and you can go in. And so it's pretty fun going around building this database of my neighborhood where I have access to every community and everything like that, And which I already do because I'm part of the HOA. But, I mean, it's nice to have them all in one, one little spot. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, fun thing to do. Speaking of fun things Super to cool. do, Tim, tell me about a C90.
4: Yeah. So a C90, uh, uh, do you know what that is?
3: Isn't it a no tape? No idea.
0: It is. Oh, It's, okay. it's
3: just a tape.
0: 90 minutes? <laughs> that minute, was before Cody's time. Yep.
3: Yeah. He was a kid of the CD age.
4: Well, it's 45 oh, no, no. minutes aside, so it's nineteen total.
0: I had, I had cheap parents, so I only got like 30-minute tapes. So anything higher than that, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So recently I was watching ChiniVision, one of his videos, which was all about um, his trusty uh, Sony tape deck that he uses to load stuff up. Um, And it got me, in the the words of um, Cody, Jones in for one of these devices. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was looking on eBay and uh, I found a lot of stuff all in one go. Um, and they happen to have a bunch of uh, old school Sony tape decks. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's that's one there. Uh, that is a cassette recorder TCM nine three nine. So that's sort of like the traditional um, sort of like uh, what what do you call that uh, portrait portrait style um, uh, tape deck uh it's got the uh the earphone socket and the microphone socket on it it's not got the the din connection that some of them has as well and then this one was the the particular one that I was after so this is more sort of like the landscape style yeah um so again it's got the got the tape deck and all that sort of stuff these have got really good mechanisms in them um and they came with all the power supplies and stuff like that so I don't have to stuff a million batteries into these things to get them working um And there was one which was included, which was a blast from the past, which is a realistic brand, which, of course, is the Tandy or Radio Shack brand. Um, And this this one looks really nice, actually. This will go on a 9-volt DC adapter, like the barrel jack, and it's also got the the figure eight um, one on there. But it's a bit beat up and rattly this one, so I've got to fix this one. Um, and then I've got a whole bunch of, tapes with it as well um, nice all which have all got <laughs> classical <laughs> music recorded on them <laughs> excellent
3: but i'm really nice.
4: curious because they've actually got uh their bbc so british broadcasting branded tapes yeah um, so i didn't know whether these had come from like the bbc archives or something like that where that had some like mystery recordings on it um
0: and you listen to all 90 minutes of each tape or you realize <laughs> nope
4: <laughs> no, it's all, it's all Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, Tim, you're giving me the feels on that because when I was a kid, my sister and I, for one Christmas, got each got the realistic one that you just showed.
4: Oh, right. Oh, okay.
3: And uh, we, we would literally hold that up to the radio and push record to record stuff off of the radio, like songs. <laughs> and we would make mixtapes using that exact tape deck on there and we we, i had that thing for so long i had it through like we got it when we were little kids and i ended up having that thing through high school until it like broke or something happened to it but um it was the realistic radio shack brand uh tape deck and my sister and i would use it exclusively for recording stuff off of uh we would do we would record stuff off of the radio to make mixtapes and we would also hide them under each other's bed and hit record so that we could record their private conversations in their bedrooms.
0: But then you had to People like run in there afterwards that, and grab it without them noticing.
3: Yeah. Then we, it, exactly.
0: One, one other thing came with this. is
4: not exactly... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You can't really be stealthy with it, but it's a proper proper mic with a decent yeah. weighted stand. It's really, really heavy, this
0: stand. that realistic yeah. as well?
4: Uh, I think... I think
0: it that looks like a Radio actually. Shack type of thing right yeah, it there. Is,
4: it is. Yeah, it's a realistic one as well. So, that being said, then Eric, so this, yeah. I will, I will fix, try and fix this realistic one up and it will be over <laughs> to you in the next. Ones. That is awesome. Yours. <laughs>
3: awesome. <laughs> is so well,
0: cool. know what the beauty of that mic is I think we all did this as kids too. We all would record our own radio shows. Yeah. You know, like yep. pretend you're doing, and we're still doing this today. Look at this. <laughs>
3: yeah so <they> we would just <laughs> doing a little fancier it's a little fancier and but yeah
0: more things change the more they stay the same exactly. you know what the, only, the main thing i miss about the uh cassette tape deck era was i can't tell you at this point the last time i was driving down the road and saw like a mile of that tape like blowing in the wind down the the freeway yeah right? i used to
3: see like that, that all the time yeah
0: you would always like oh somebody lost the tape and it just like goes just for like a mile
3: Yep, and it was like uh, you'd see them on street signs, like because the wind would blow them over there, and they'd be like tethered to a street sign of like just this magnetic tape blowing in the wind. Yeah, used to used to get that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the next one, Um, and I'll keep this one pretty brief. Um, First part is just some Nintendo Switch shenanigans that I've been up to. A long time ago on my Steam library on PC, I got this game called Guild of Dungeoneering, and I'm not sure if you guys have played this game at all. Have you guys heard of it? Nope. So Guild of Dungeoneering is a basically a card game, uh, which I know both of you enjoy. I know Cody in particular really enjoys them. Um, it's Guild of Dungeoneering, and what it is is you are building this kind of like map of, of being in a dungeon, and the kind of twist in this game is you build the pathways through the dungeon using cards. So the card will be like, <clears throat> there'll be a four way tunnel. There'll be a dead end, like a cul-de-sac or whatever. And you go through these cards and you build your way and then there's loot. So when you get dealt dealt out these cards, um, there's loot in there. And you can put the loot, and that is what lures your dungeon. You don't control your dungeoneer, your little dude. You control the dungeon, and and he will be guided by what you lay down on the map.
0: Beating him around the map.
3: Yep, so you're basically guiding him around the map to whatever the goal of the level is. And then when you go into a room that has a bad guy in it with, with loot or whatever, you fight the bad guy in using like combat cards, like that you get dealt from your hand. Um, when you win those, you get trinkets and stuff and you put in your, like, like you have a a real basic inventory system where you have both hands, a hat and like armor, and you get these artifacts the these elements and they they give you additional cards that get put in your deck based on whatever it is um, one cool thing about this is the art style it's very like black and white like drawn yeah. like almost like on Dun- dungeons and dragons like you know how people use the grid paper to build Self-made the self made
0: hand drawn cards and yeah like a grid paper yep. exactly
3: so that's so what this game is and what i really love about this game is you know how some of these card games can get very very in the weeds with combos and stuff to where it gets ridiculous like you know you need to get these two cards and then they make combos that interact with this and that the cards in this game are there are combos and stuff but they're a lot more simple so you have these simple battles to battle your way through this dungeon to get to whatever the goal is and when you die Basically, you move to another Dungeoneer. As you beat levels, you unlock new Dungeoneers. And so you get this, like, kind of army in your city of Dungeoneers, and then you can move to different different guys. Anyway, I had this on Steam forever, and then it showed up. The Ultimate Edition, which has all this kind of DLC already added into it, was available on Switch for, like, twelve ninety nine, And I was like, I mean, I'm talking about like five or six years ago. I played this game like mm-hmm. crazy on Steam. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it on Switch again and, and just kind of play through all the DLC. And so I have been playing this game a lot, and cool. I'm loving it. So if you like the card battle games, and uh, th- well, this game is right, right up your alley. I love this game.
0: It is the kind of game so, that I would put play on my handheld, like in bed, before bed yeah, every night. It, so.
3: And it's perfect for that. In fact, it's even more laid back than the more elaborate card games. I mean, this one... I, I hate to say it's simpler, but it's much easier to grasp the, the 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 nuances and the rules of this game. So it's a blast. So Guild of Dungeoneering, I've been enjoying, and then the last thing in my Switch adventures, I went on vacation. I was pl- the day I left, I was playing on my dock, playing games docked, and then I took my Switch out, packed it up, went on vacation, came back. Put my switch back on the dock, dock didn't work anymore. I have no huh. idea what happened to it. I've never seen a Nintendo dock break or whatever, but I've tried everything. The Nintendo dock was dead. So if you've seen, if you've tried to replace your dock, they are like about eighty to a hundred dollars for the official Nintendo dock.
0: Yeah, they're not cheap.
3: So I basically was like, well, I don't want to pay a hundred bucks, and plus the availability for them was pretty bad. So also I heard rumors that if you get certain third-party docks, they will blow your switch up. So didn't want to get one of those. So I had to get in the weeds doing research on, like, what would be available. And so I got this little, little tiny travel dock on uh, Amazon for, like, $24. It has circuitry in it to prevent blowing up your switch. It gets very good reviews, so there have been a lot of people that have used it but it has high-charging ports on it, HDMI port. It has a button that's really cool because yep. the switch sits in the front here, so there's a little switch in the back. You can hear that clicky, the clicky switch? Yeah. And that switches between your HDMI big screen and the little screen, so you could use this as a actual screen for, your, for the switch and play it that way because of charge. the way it sits yeah. in here. So you can play it while it's charging, and this button will switch between those... Very full featured and pretty cool. It has a little fan in it so that it keeps your switch cool. And it was 24 bucks. Yep.
0: I have that exact same one because I have I wanted Do to dock really? for, for this house. So if I want to put the yeah. switch on this TV, I could oh, go perfect. back and forth. I have the same one. The only problem I have with it is it's picky about when you plug in uh, multiple um, uh, controllers. Oh, okay. So it it decides somehow it decides which port is controller one and if yeah. you pick a, put it in it put one of your controllers in any of the other ports they just won't even work you got to find which oh. one that it, it feels like it's controller one today and then find yeah, I that, that another yet. one for controller two but outside of that it works fine works great
3: all my controllers are wireless so I haven't experienced that yet there you go so, that's,
0: that's probably a good point <clears throat> anyway cheap. so anyway that's
3: new dock so that was that so speaking of new docks Oh, I'm next. <laughs> Speaking that of Japanese version. games. <laughs> so this is a, this is kind of an interesting, just good retro related story. So I'm walking around my block with my wife and we run into, um, we run into, uh, a neighbor who tells us that he has a P that he is still playing his PS2 and he has an autistic son, But he loves just sitting down and playing like PS2 with his autistic son. His autistic son, I think is, he's 20 or 21 now. So he's an, you know, an older kid, great kid. Really? I, I, this kid is cracks me up. I mean, he's always making jokes and he's fun kid, but um, they still rock the PS2. And I was really impressed by that. I was like, man, that is really, really cool. So, I told him, I said, hey, so he told me, you know, he plays Tetris with them. He basically likes the more tactile games where, like, things, geometric shapes and things like that. Like, they play Tetris a lot and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, have you ever played Katamari Damacy? And he's like, well, it sounds familiar, but I don't think we have. So, like, I went and I bought them a copy of Katamari Damacy. And you can see this is a sealed copy. Yeah. And I got this on eBay for, like, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. But i bought this for them because i was like man you'll love this game great soundtrack beautiful game you love it i gave this to him and he took it He was like oh man that is awesome thank you and then he said because it sounded familiar he went in his garage and was digging through boxes and he found his copy he had a copy all along just never <laughs> took it out of the box so he gave this back to me he's like well hey i don't really have it if you can get a refund and I was like, you know, I have this on my hard drive on my PS2, but I'm just going to keep this because it's still a sealed copy. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? It's a sealed Katamori Domasi copy. And this is a game I love. I had back in the day too, love it. So basically, I'm keeping it. That's the story. I mean, it's a cool <laughs> story. Whenever I see people yeah. that are in the any kind of retro system, I try to support it in some way
0: cool uh this one is not really that interesting except for the fact that i just heard this term for the first time and now i hear it all over and i i think it's hilarious have you guys heard of the boomer shooter
3: no never heard of it
0: <laughs> so it's perfect so basically um when you're talking about like first person shooters fpss right kind of there's yep. modern fpss and then there's like that we just kind of waiting on them, doom and kind of quake and like kind of like that the early shooters you know, that like boomers used to play, as the mm-hmm. as the millennials call it. So yeah. that's where the I guess the term came from. That's a boomer shooter. And I think it's <laughs> hilarious. So well I'm gonna add that to our list of uh, you know, along with um uh, you know, of course shmups and uh Metroidvania's and now we got the boomer shooter, uh the splatformer, all these kind of like s- s- super yeah. niche subgenres of retro games. So
4: another <laughs> one for Pixel Guide and Bingo.
0: There you go, exactly. boomer shooter. Uh, and I've I've downloaded a few Boomer shooters lately, but when I play them, I'll talk about them later. I think that's about it for catching up.
3: That is about it, and I know uh, Tim is pressed for time, and and I have to rely on him for the battle because I was on vacation, didn't get to play these a lot, so I need Tim to be an integral part of this battle, so we need to get it going. So let's do Battle of the Systems.
0: And what's that segment called, Eric? Say it nice and loud. Battle of
3: the Battle of the Systems.
0: Battle of the Systems. (laughs) What are we looking at this month?
4: Okay, so this month, um, I think this was, was it yourself that came up with
3: this battle, Cody?
0: No, I don't touch fighting games. Oh no. Okay, so it was Eric, was not it? It yeah. was me,
3: but yeah. I said fighting games and I didn't want to touch on this briefly. These aren't fighting games. These they're are fighting games. They're, they are platform brawlers. I mean, these are not technically the Street Fighter, Tekken, Virtua Fighter style games. These are really toned-down brawlers that are in like a platforming environment. So I would agree with that I don't know. with, I think with you,
0: one game, but not the other.
3: I think you got off easy, Cody. And I did someday get off I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to set up a real fighting game, like mortal Kombat versus street fighter or something. One well, now we got to wait at
0: least a year before we do fighting games again. So I'm off for another year. <laughs> when you pick these games, I was expecting like street fighter, mortal Kombat, or something. And I was like, Oh yeah. boy, I'm not looking forward to this. Cause I just 2d classic fighting games. I just can't get into them. So when you picked these, I, I was excited. I'll be honest with
3: you. Yeah, and and these are both great games. Not giving anything away, but anyway, co- uh, Tim, take it away. Give us some descriptions here. Okay, so this month we
4: are battling Super Smash Brothers or Bros.
3: <gasps> Bros.
4: Um, on the <sighs> Nintendo sixty four, and we are also great looking system, great,
0: great graphics uh, on that.
4: Power system. Stone for the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, where do you want to start, guys? What do you
3: want to start, Cody? Come on.
0: I think most people know Super Smash Brothers, so let's start Power Stone and then come home with what people are comfortable with. How about that?
3: Okay. okay. So here we go.
4: So Power Stone for the Sega Dreamcast, uh, released in 1999 in all regions, published and developed by Capcom, and in the EU region it was also co-published or whatever by Eidos, IDOS or however you want to pronounce it uh power stone is a 3d arena fighting game all in agreement on that yes yeah Yeah. it was originally produced for the sega naomi hardware and then ported to the dreamcast because it's a no-brainer to do that um in 2006 it was ported to the psp along with power stone 2 in the power stone collection uh so Uh, background of the game set in the 19th century strong believers of legends myths and superstition search for fame fortune and glory one legend above all is sought after by many a treasure which can make any dream come true believers from all over the world set out to search for the treasure and are forced to fight against each other in pursuit of the legendary power stone
0: so yes. first of all, real quick, right there, I need to interject a little bit because okay. you'll talk about the game more in a second. The introduct- We're watching the intro right here, right now. And the first thing I will say about this game is great artwork, very cool colors on this intro, things like that. The- I swear they went down to like the art department and they're like, who wants to voice this thing? Because the guy <laughs> who reads what you just read is the most deadpan, boring guy ever. He literally says this treasure is known as the Power Stone. The Power Stone. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, that's what you're going to put on all that's your That's the copies? best you can do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ridiculous. My Anyways, <laughs> you, you did okay, a better so- job of saying it just now. You, we should just use Tim's voice just now on, on this game. Why, thank you. Yeah. Um,
4: the, the game is based around 10 different characters. In In the original version, they are Edward Falcon, uh, Wang Tang, uh Ryoma, I think it is, Uh, Amy, Rogue, Jack, Gunrock, Golda, uh, Kraken, and Valgas.
3: Uh, Starting
4: in arcade mode, you can choose to battle one of the 10 characters. Uh, The idea of the game is to defeat the other character and progress to the final battle. Uh, Each match is battled in a 3D um, arena, themed to the character that you are battling against um the objective like most fighters fighting games um the objective is, is to deplete the other's health uh shown by health bars at the top left and right hand side of the screen so for one one player and the player two Uh, you can perform traditional combat moves like kicks punches and jumps in this you get treasure chests that contain combat weapons that you can pick up and use against the other character some of the weapons include a flamethrower a gun a massive mallet that that you can use to flatten the other character and that's uh, a dynamic that's in both games interestingly enough um some of the weapons, in, uh, yeah, we've done that bit. Uh, the dynamic is to collect the three different coloured Power Stones to power up your character and use special moves. You can also pick up and throw or kick furniture that is located around the arena. Reviews of Power Stone were on the whole good, with computer and video games giving it five stars, saying an essential game for the Dreamcast without a doubt. Though it looks confusing to begin with, the benefits of sticking with it is worth your while. It will blow away anyone who sees it. Your mates will be eating humble pie unless they own a Dreamcast.
1: <laughs> Were you there blown we
4: away, guys? Were you blown away? I was blown away. Especially so I don't. Day.
3: <laughs> I'd like, I want to add a couple of things to, to that. Um, because there, this game is deep. There are tons of things in this game. First of all, to say that getting all the power stones gives you special moves is kind of an understatement. What it does mm-hmm. is it transforms your your dude, which is very anime style. It transforms your guy into a completely different warrior, like, like the Native American guy transforms into a literal totem, um, like this powered up totem. Uh, it, it, it changes your guy and then two of the buttons map to a special moves that those guys can do and they're devastating. Best thing to do when you've got an enemy that you're fighting against that transforms from the power stones is to get away from him. There's no, there's no fighting. It's run away until, it, until the timer ticks away and he loses his transformation because the special moves are off the hook. Like the, like You'll get very damaged.
0: You could say off the thing, hook. You could say overpowered. Sure.
3: Yeah. The, the second thing is this game is an unlocking masterpiece. If you love unlocking stuff, you can play this game for six months and keep unlocking stuff. There's a book inside of the game that you can look through. It's a literal like graphic of a book. And whenever you beat the game, like if you beat it, like with one character through the arcade game, it unlocks something and then you beat it through with another character It unlocks something else and it'll unlock weapons. It'll unlock new characters. Cause when you start this game, you start with eight characters and you un- can unlock the next two, which is Kraken and that other dude, Val, whatever.
4: Valgus. Um,
3: this game, like if you love unlocking stuff, which I know is a big mechanic in some games, this is your game. You will love unlocking stuff constantly in this game. Um, Go ahead, Cody, if you have something to say about it.
0: Well, first of all, we can talk about how it plays, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or... Yeah, So
3: let's do my,
0: my understanding is this originally in the arcade is a three-button game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the Dreamcast, well, basically, they, they have six buttons and they use all of them. I'll explain that here shortly. So you've got Jump, and then you've got... Um, essentially two attacks, right? Like a punch and a kick kind of a thing. Yep.
3: Punch and punch and kick. Yep.
0: Um, and then if you press, uh, two of those buttons, that becomes a grab where you can grab the character, uh, your opponent. Um, if you press and then the, and then the other two button combinations that are left, uh, are both special powers you can use once you've grabbed all three power stones and you transform into something huge. Yes. So essentially you've got three buttons you can use individually. And then you've got three combinations of two buttons, additionally you know button one and two one and three or two and three yeah um of course on on the dreamcast you've got six buttons so you've got you can kind of change them how you want um and um so so i mean like you said there's a lot of depth into it i've kind of researched into it because there's all these you can like read pages and pages on like how you're supposed to play this game like Alright, yep. so if some guy transforms and coming at you, you can use this. This is how you can break his attack and then you can do this move, but if he doesn't grab, then you can counter it with this. It's, uh, it's, it to me falls into that fighting game thing and I'm going to show some of my colors here uh, where it's just so freaking complex that I just, if I tried to play the game the way it's supposed to be played, I lost and if I just smash all the buttons, I won. Um, so what, I'm um, you know, just watching some of the gameplay here, what I, some parts of it I do love, um, there's like destructible items throughout the level that you can kick towards characters. And that actually does it like knocks them off guard. It doesn't do much damage, but kind of knocks them off guard so that you can either hop, hop up on them and beat the crap out of them, or else you can run over and grab some power stones, which uh, I found to be the correct decision because this game should really be called. You can punch the guy 42 times. It doesn't matter if he gets all three power stones, you're dead. Uh, And vice versa. (laughs) the game basically became like, how do I keep the other guy from getting the power stone so I can get them and then just kill him? Um, and then,
3: and, and there's nothing wrong with that mechanic. That's kind of the fun of the game is to play defense. When there's a, when there's a power stone available, you don't want him to get it first. So you got to yeah. run over there and you can pick up objects in this game, throw them at the other, uh, throw them at the person. You can do multiple hit combos. So you can like sit there and do certain things with the, Buttons in the controllers, like kick, kick, punch, kick, and it'll do like a four-hit combo. Um, there, there's some really, really cool stuff in this game, and we probably, none of us had time to play this multiplayer, but this game would be a blast multiplayer.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, one of those games where you, you, like you said, you could just, you know, get months and months of play out of it, Um <clears throat> it's very difficult i mean i i played it a little bit back in the day mm-hmm. uh, but not not even half as much as i did you know just just for this um
3: but i've I, tinkered with it over the years but this is the first time i actually sat down and tried to learn the combos the moves um all that stuff um one other thing that i thought was really cool in this game if i can mention it real quick you can unlock VMU mini games. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> you can cool. unlock 3 VMU mini games, which one of them is like a shmup, one of them is like a little like slot, like um, slot machine kind of style game, and the other one is like you're throwing shurikens and like you're you're trying it's like a target game.
0: And of course, if you guys don't know at home, the VMU is a little memory card with a little kind of pixelated uh, screen on it that goes into the Dreamcast controller. So you could pull it out and play it as its own little tiny portable. That beeps yeah.
4: every time you turn your Dreamcast on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it <Right>. does. <laughs> um, so what do we think of Power Stone then, guys?
0: Well, for, th- so the the, w- the other thing is that the stages are very cool. They're all very different and unique. There was like a museum yep. in the first one. That you could break into the exhibits and like grab parts of them and throw them at people. This is a little, like, street cafe, like, European street cafe-looking thing where you can throw benches and hang on light poles. There's special moves you can do while hanging on a light pole. I absolutely love everything about this game except for actually playing it myself. <laughs> I, it's, just, it's just the truth. And I, so, I, I mean, I'm realizing more and more, it's not like I think these games are bad fighters in general. I think my mindset is just, like, if I can't hop into a game and enjoy it, if I have to spend hours and hours, like, learning moves to get better than I would be of just smashing all the buttons. Then I, I just, I just, I guess I look at it as a bad game, even though I know it's not, it's like, I shouldn't be able to just smash the buttons and do better than what I'm actually trying to play. Well, and uh, I kind of all fighters are that way. Um, So this game for me, when I was, you know, I got to the point where I could beat like the first and second character almost every time. Then third character, I had no chance unless I just smashed all the buttons. And at that point I lost interest. Um, I, I love how you can, uh, so I mean I primarily played it as there's no point in me trying to do anything except for just collect all the power stones first, because all the other things you can do, do almost no damage compared to the big power stone charge. Uh, so what's fun is that the, you'll try to get a couple power stones. And if the opponent has one, you have to go over there and kind of punch them or do a move to them, throw them to knock the power stone out. And then you get their power stone. Um, I love that aspect of it. And uh, when I when you said we were going to play this game I got excited because I've played Power Stone in the past but in hindsight I'm pretty sure I played Power Stone 2 only because I believe that was this game but with like four players which is what I was kind of thinking would go really well up against Super Smash Bros. Um so anyways but this is I mean it's a straight a one-on-one fighter it's just done with um, some really cool different ideas and I can respect it and uh, I think it's a very cool game that probably a lot more people who like fighters should play cool
4: yeah i i I've kind of come to a similar sort of conclusion um, for me it's one of those games that you can pick up and play and like you say you can get a little bit into it um, but to really max out the game you've you've got to put a lot of time into the game to to learn all the all the different button configurations um in terms of sort of like for the different characters I know that it's unlike the other Street Fighters and stuff like that, whereas Ryu's got a whole different type of control set, whereas you know Chun-Li's got a different type of control set, that sort of thing. This is the same across all the characters, I think, isn't it? Um, it is. To, to perform the special moves. Which I it's
3: appreciate. I do appreciate
1: yeah. that.
3: Yeah, It is much simpler. The control mechanisms are much simpler in this game. It's definitely a more pick-up-and-play game, especially a multiplayer like... You can, you can have some guys over and just play this game and just explain the buttons. You don't, there's no, you know, like Ryu's fireball is like a half circle or a quarter yeah. circle and then a button. There's nothing, none of that in this no. game. None of that.
1: Yeah. No. Um, I,
0: appreciate, again, I definitely appreciate it like for that.
4: Common, yeah, that's kind of like a common trait between both of these games, isn't it? Uh,
3: and, and one thing we should mention just overall, in case no one's ever heard of Power Stone, this is three-dimensional. You can go in any direction you want within the confines of the arena.
4: Yep. Yep. So I think I did cover that on my uh, on my yep.
3: on my dry stats 3D arena. Yep. So anyway, um, so what do you want to rate this, Cody?
0: Um we're talking about um sixty-four bit systems here, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So let's just do sixty-four bits. So if you are a fan of the fighting genre, you can just go ahead and add like 15 points to my scores and they'll probably be more accurate for you, but I'm going to rate them according to me and to me out of 64. I'm going to give this a 38. Yeah, I'll give it a four. I'll give it a 42. I'll give it a 42. Tim,
3: Tim, what do you got? Um,
4: Out of 64, I'm probably going to go
0: probably 40, I think. 40. Wow. Tim agrees with me, kind of.
3: I'm going to give this one. I found this a little more um, intimidating and complicated than it really needed to be, I guess. Really? And sometimes you get a little there's too much going on to make it a simple like fighting game. Like I agree with you, Cody, like sometimes smashing the buttons just makes more sense. Like it, 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 there wasn't a clear defined way to do, do a goal in this game. Like sometimes just smashing the buttons made sense. If, especially if you got over your head and I didn't like that when the guy got the power stones, you really, the, the smart thing is to just run until the timer runs out and try to run away if you get hit by someone with that you're going to lose more power than you can usually regain to win the game so i don't know i think i'm gonna i think i'm aligned with you guys kind of i'm gonna probably give it a 44
0: interesting okay. i'm surprised okay
3: cool yeah all right tim let's talk about smash bros okay
0: super smash bros
4: super smash bros super Smash Bros. So this was released in 1999 by Nintendo and developed by HAL Laboratory. Uh, Super Smash Bros. was released on the N64 and started a wave of releases based on the N64's commercial success or the game's commercial success. Um, This is the first of the series um, and features many Nintendo characters we know and love. Uh, This is an open arena platform brawler yeah. Um the, in this game you can choose to be one of the Nintendo game star characters so you can choose from Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, uh Yoshi, Kirby, Fox McCloud and Pikachu. Pika. Uh, you can also unlock the following characters, uh Luigi, Captain Falcon, Ness and Jigglypuff. Uh each character has its own strengths and weaknesses and special moves. Uh the difference with Super Smash Brothers is instead of a life bar, you have a percentage meter, um, and this counts up from zero. So as you start to take damage to your opponent, um, the counter goes up. So the idea is to get their percentage meter to full by winning a knockout, um, represented by uh, getting, knocking your characters out of the arena and beating them over the head with s- several different types of objects. Um, If you get knocked out of the arena, you can perform a big jump to try to get back onto the platforms. Um, Getting a knockout is harder with some characters as they can jump higher to avoid attacks or are actually heavier, um, making them harder to knock out of the arena. Uh, One of the other differences between this and other fighters is that all the moves can be performed by the same combinations of button pushes and moves. So as we previously said, uh, making this a bit easier to get into the game. Uh, using platforms you can jump up and down either to avoid hits or move in the range uh, to take on your opponent Uh, also appearing in the arena are special weapons and power-ups to be used like koopa shells dk hammers and pokeballs Um, when you beat your opponent there is a scoring system based on what moves you use to take them down Uh, you get bonus points awarded for using special weapons combination moves and you also get points deducted for a cheap shot like that. So that comes up at the end of each round. You get like a score summary. I got a few Um, of those. Yeah. As you progress through each opponent, there are different bonus levels where you need to break targets uh, dotted around the course. Um, You need to jump on the platforms and break the targets uh, before hitting the ones um, that are only accessible when you fall down. Um, Along with single player, there's a versus player mode and a training mode. Uh, There are several difficulty levels and you start out in normal mode. Uh, Each character in the game has its own unique styled arena and graphics and sounds are excellent in this as you would expect in a Nintendo title such as this. Uh, Metacritic online, uh, game scoring system gave this a 79% overall, uh, saying it's a bumping, bruising, brawling bash. Uh, the, m- the many worlds of Nintendo collide in an ultimate showdown of strength and skill up to four players can choose their favorite characters complete with signature attacks and go in team battles or free for alls or venture out on your own and conquer all 14 stages in single-player mode. Either way, Super Smash Bros. is a no-holds-bars action fest that will keep you coming back for more.
0: And it looks great on your N64 with the CRT.
4: (laughs) So, Eric, what did you think of Super Smash Bros.?
3: So, this is a game I've played for quite a few years now on the N64. I really enjoy this game. I think it's a... I think it's a very interesting mechanic that you just kind of beat down your opponent and increase their damage percentage until it gets so high that when you knock them off, they can't have the energy to come back onto the platform. I think that's a, such a great mechanic. Um, one of the historical thing I find very interesting about this game is that this was a game that began as a prototype created by uh, Sakurai and I- I- Iwata in their spare time while they were working on other projects at Nintendo or HAL, I should say, yeah. um, this game originally was called Dragon King, the fighting game, and it wasn't based on Nintendo characters at all. And then when they showed this game to Nintendo, they were like, this is great. Throw in all the Nintendo characters, uh, from all these different games and add them as characters within the game. And then it was off and running from there. Um, one thing that I think is critical when you guys might not think this is critical at all, but in power stone, there's no blocking. I don't know if you noticed that. Hmm. Um, in this game there is a button devoted to blocking uh you can block in the way blocking works in super smash bros is a little sphere of energy floats around your character while you're holding a button down and it doesn't last forever but you can block attacks whereas you can't in power stone um i love the element that it can be a one-on-one game, but some enemies are like Yoshi team. And it's like, you got to fight like 10 different Yoshis that come at you. And yeah, they're not you're not doing the campaign. Exactly. And that, that's all I played on this was campaign. Um, you can knock them off. Another great thing about this game is that you can adjust the difficulty level. If you're learning this game, you can adjust it to where you get like four or five lives where they only get one. And and you can just practice until you get better and better, and then you can reduce down to it's one life versus one life. Um, so that's easy to kind of train yourself to play this game. Um, other than that, I mean, I do love this game. I've played it like a lot, and I've, I've played Melee on GameCube. I've played Ultimate on the Switch. Fantastic game. Uh, I love it. Cody, what do you think?
0: This is a game that I remember seeing people playing uh, when I was younger when it first came out, and a bunch of people were we were at a party and they were all playing it, and I didn't quite understand why why they were so excited about it um, at the time. And I've seen you know tournaments and things, and all the different newer versions are more and more popular than the last, and so I was excited to try it and dig into it and be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to love this game and I'm gonna figure it out. And um, I I have to say it, it's kind of like like Power Stone. When I watch videos of it, I'm like, man, that looks cool. It's gonna be so good. But playing it, I just and maybe it's because I'm not playing multi- multiplayer. I think that's probably what it is. Because playing against computer players and these things, kind of kind of boring. Um, that being said, I like the simplicity of it. I like that you didn't have to. Each character did have its own um, different attacks, which you had to learn what their attacks did. Now yeah. u- using them is the same buttons and stuff. There's nothing complex about it, which is nice. Um, you pretty much have jump. There's like a dash, like a punch and then block basically.
3: Yep. The um, Z button is block.
0: But if you're, if you hold, you know, like one of your attack buttons while holding a different direction in midair, it's going to be different than if you were to hold it in a different direction in midair. And, uh, you still kind of had to learn the players. I think there's one that you can learn the players and find the one you, the one or player or two that you like the best and learn the moves fairly quickly. um, so I can see this game becoming something i loved, especially multiplayer, especially on an N64 with four ports, which the Dreamcast had four ports as well. I love the little stages. Um, the, the, my, the negatives I have, I think are primarily just because I don't quite get it yet. Like I don't, I still don't, even though you just explained it to him, I still don't understand why the percentages climb up and why they go past a hundred. And, you know, I've won games where I was at like 170% and somehow I've kicked an opponent who was like a, 80 and i he couldn't get back and then i won. Um there was other times i didn't understand I was playing. Uh, I fell off the the island and didn't get back on and fell to my what i thought was my death and then i just respawned at the top again. Um i had a hard time figuring out like where the limits were at the game like what what to rely on. It was kind of like you just kept attacking and beating people until they either fell off the screen and couldn't back or else they just sh- shot off into the distance and it said you won. Um so I'm still kind of confused on it. Yeah. But I love playing with different Nintendo characters. I love how they all have attacks and things th- that they're known for. Uh, my favorite was playing with Samus. I like being able to shoot big balls of fire and drop the little morph ball bombs. Um, I can see. How see being a I, lot I, of I, I always play
3: with Link. Link's my person. Like I always like to throw the boomerang. I like to, I like, I like, I, I always play with Link.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I tried I'm, Yoshi.
3: Similar.
4: I, I like Link, and I like Yoshi, Yep.
0: Yep. Um, so I guess I, I'm still muddled on what my opinion is on this game, because I see the potential. I think I can get a lot more into it. I think I could get into Power Stone, too. I put in the time. I just don't have the time. Yeah. I think this I can get into quicker. And if we played multiplayer and we were all just doing it together, I think I'd l- we'd all learn while we're doing it and have a good time doing it, whereas I don't think the campaign is where this one's at. Um. So, that's where I'm at on it.
3: So, just so you know, the, the percentage doesn't matter so much. The higher the percentage of damage goes, the harder it is for the enemy to get back up onto the platform. That's all it is.
4: I know. It's so, so if it's nice. more energy than anything else.
3: Isn't so, it? if it's like you can beat a person at 60% if you knock them off far enough and they don't recover enough to be able to jump back on the platform, you can win at 60%. But if you're at 120 they're going to have a hard time getting back up on the platform if you knock them off. Yep, Yeah, but then sometimes you just
0: punch them and they fly off like straight to the background. Like They don't even have to try to get back. They're just like that. He just went to the background, gone. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. But uh, the other thing is just the jumping was weird to me. It's not something I'm used to. Um, I know all games, of the Smash Brothers games use that jumping, but it's like one normal jump followed by a weird loftier, floatier jump. And it just felt weird to me. So I wasn't used to that. Just, everyone's always jumping. Always be jumping.
3: Always be jumping.
0: Both always games, jumping.
3: definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, what did you think of this game?
4: Um, uh, an amalgamation of both thoughts, I think. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was the first time, actually, I've ever played this. I've never, never played wow. it in any of the other versions. Okay. Um, never really played it back in the day um so this was a first time experience for me um i also bought it um because i have no decent way of of emulating and i don't have an ever drive um so i actually uh, bought a copy of this um so it's something i'm going to go back to for sure I, i i enjoyed both of these games um but in the time that i had for for um for for reviewing and all that sort of stuff this month, because uh, I was away on on vacation, much like you were, Eric, as well. Um, yeah. So I I, <laughs> I actually did take a Nintendo sixty four and a Dreamcast with me. I love it. Um, and my Vita, and I ended up actually using my Vita more. Um, and I put uh Power Stone the Power Stone collection on that, so I played mostly played Power Stone on on the uh the Vita, and um I I've done a bit more. Of the um, Smash Bros. Uh, of, uh, since I got back, uh, but I haven't had a massive amount of time to play it. The only one thing that I find with this is um, just going back to l- l- at the moment. You're showing one of the bonus levels, um, Eric. How do you get on with the, the with the bonus target smashing? I can never really work out how to jump up onto all the different platforms in the right way. Maybe I just haven't got the jump mechanic sorted. But it I can just, be. I- i'm gonna be complicated (laughs) yep
3: i'm gonna be 100 honest because i play this game in campaign mode almost exclusively when i get to the bonus level i jump off a platform and die immediately because i don't like them right okay (laughs) i'm glad you do that
4: because i thought maybe it's me maybe no i think they're bs my my platform weak foo is just weak and i just can't understand it but
3: i don't think they're fun i don't i don't mess around with them at all i just and all they can do is
0: add to score which we never look at anyways
3: (laughs) No, yeah. we don't look at it when you're playing alone. This game would be so awesome, like like with three of us for playing in multiplayer, just plugging in three controllers yep. in and playing. I think this game would be an absolute blast.
0: Yeah, we should do it. We should do that.
3: Yep. So are we ready to score this?
0: I think we're ready to score it.
3: All right. What are we giving it?
0: Oh, we, I, I don't think we touched on I, what I do like about this game is um, yeah, it does have the pickup element as well. Um, like a, a yeah, pellet will fall down. You'd use that, like that thing right there, or a Pokeball, and then some uh, some Pokemon pops out and attacks the enemy, or the hammer from Mario. I love all that uh, stuff. I love, I love games where you're doing one thing, and then all of a sudden the goal changes because there's a an object that can give you more power, and you have like, who's gonna make a lunge for it, and is it worth trying to go get that while the other person knows you're trying to get that, and they can cut you off and then punch you in the face. So. That part was cool, too.
3: Yep, absolutely. Mm
4: -hmm. Okay. What are we going to give this one, then? Out of 64. 64,
3: Cody? Cody?
0: Well, you know me, Debbie Downer here. Until we play multiplayer, I still don't think it's something I'm going to go back to unless you guys are all here. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and give it a 46.
3: Tim?
4: Um, I am actually going to go with Cody on that. I think that's pretty much bang on. Uh, I'm going to go 46.
3: I am going to give this a 54 out of 64.
0: It's actually lower than I thought you were going to give it too. For your favorite N64 game.
3: Yeah. Well, my N64 is not my favorite console. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
3: uh, anyway, the winner is... Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros.
0: Not Smash Bros. You're not going to find it under SM on your EverDrive. You need to go to Super.
3: Super Smash Bros. Which I did
0: every single time I tried to load it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Super Smash Bros.
3: (laughs) I love... I I will go on record. I love both of these games. Uh, Power Stone. I think if I spent more time with, I would really get into, especially the unlockable stuff. Um, I'm just not that good at it because I just... I need to... I need to really f- figure it out. I need to figure Power Stone out, pretty much. And I didn't have time to do that.
0: I'll go on record and say I want to love both of these games. They, again, yeah. watching videos, I almost enjoy watching the videos more than playing it because <laughs> it makes me excited. I'm like, oh, I want to play that. And then I do it, and I'm just like, eh, if I just smash the buttons, I do better. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, I think, I think Power Stone, I'm probably going to uh, continue on with Vita. And I'm going to plug away a bit more at, at Super Smash Bros. I think um, I do want to get into this one a bit more because um, it, it does does look a fun game.
0: And you get to fight a big glove, apparently. I yeah. didn't this part where you <laughs> got fought a big glove. That's kind of cool.
4: Did you actually get through all the characters?
0: I've only, I, I only played as about four. Again, every time I went over there to play the Nintendo 64... I uh I saw my Neo Geo sitting there and I just I, I got distracted. <laughs> so now I tried to play as far as I can which see that's what's funny about it is cuz there's I think about 10 to play the um the campaign, right? If you pick a character, you play like 10 battles before you must get to this final boss. And every time I'd get to about 8 no matter what character I played, I could get to like the 8th level and then I'd get my my booty kicked. Um but again, I I didn't feel like I was getting my booty kicked. I just would all of a sudden shoot off the screen. uh, And I'm sure I lost. I just didn't quite understand why I shot off the screen that early. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, I did Yoshi. I did Samus. I did Mario. I did one more. I did not do Link. So. Okay. Excellent. There There we we go. All right.
4: And we have an episode.
0: We have an episode. episode. Um, I am thinking, gentlemen, I'm going to throw this out there because I have this written down. Handheld pinball battle for potentially next month. Ooh.
3: Hmm? For the battle, yeah. okay. So you're going to pick two handheld pinball games.
0: I'm thinking Revenge of the Gator on the Game Boy. And of course, I'll need you guys to pontificate and agree to this if you want to. Uh, versus Pinball Dreams on the Game Gear.
3: Okay. Sure. Let's just pick it. Let's do, Let's do it. Lock Lock that in.
0: All right, I like it, and then we'll figure out six good games later. (laughs) Okay. Well, that is it for June. That is it for Pixel Guide. In you will not hear from us for another fifteen days when we enter July, and we sweat our faces off. At least here in America, (laughs) I don't know how it probably just rains over there more. Right? It's
1: super
4: hot here already.
0: Is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Melting in the long. So until then, I bid you all adieu and must tell you, it's, it's dangerous to go alone! Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore gaiden, And you can also follow Eric at @duhproject project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at Oddball49, that's oddba A one one four nine. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction, that's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account, that's patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.
4: You can get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com. You can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using at pixel underscore guide N. You can reach Eric at derproject. project. That's at D U H P R O J E C T. And you can reach Cody at oddball, which is at O D D B A one one four nine. You can also reach me. That's Tim at Sanxian and that's at s-a-n-x-i-o-n please review us on itunes or apple podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use it really helps us out you can email us on podcast at pixelguiden.com and we'd love any feedback and also please let us know if we've done anything wrong and we'll mention it on the next show